Welcome to the Star Trek Warp Top 10 Podcast. Yep, this is the podcast that takes a top 10 from the world or the universe of Star Trek and serves it up to you on a, on a plate of gold-pressed latinum. I'm your host, Phil Rizzo, and as always, I'm joined by... Luke Boyle. Hey, Luke. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> you sound like you're having a good time. Uh, already. It's already started. Yeah. Well, I'm having a good time too. I'll tell you what, Luke, because there's there's another yeah. another little little kid in our in our in our clubhouse here today. Oh, oh that's creepy. Is it, it is kind of creepy, actually, but it, it's fine. He's a uh, he's he's a good guy. We are joined by our first guest star star by our first guest <laughs> podcaster. Our guest, uh, what would you call him? A guest, a guest dude. A guest dude. That's forever the name. Now we're joined by our guest dude, good friend of ours, Troy Landard. What's going on, Troy? Hello there, hello there. Long time, first time, guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's an honor yeah. to be here. Thank you. Awesome to have you. Yeah, thanks for coming, man. Thanks for doing it. Oh, I'm very excited. I mean, it's a long time coming, and oh, I don't know. I'm nervous. Gotta hey, shake don't it be out. nervous, man. Yeah, you should be. Shake out no, the ceiling. No, no, no. You should be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is our intimidator. Everyone should know that. Well, it doesn't help that you guys are in your uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> we are wearing our uh our tng style uh, the, the red shirts command officer yeah yeah it just means we're expendable for crying out loud mm-hmm. but we are at three different uh, locations on your planet that's that's earth um you know mm-hmm. troy is actually speaking to you from the far off planet of boston massachusetts or at least melrose massachusetts mm-hmm. uh and i'm in some boring town and so is luke but Troy's close to Boston, so that's really exciting. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we decided to have a guest uh, guest uh, speaker on with us today. Uh, like he's a good 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 friend for years. Um, we've known Troy, and uh, we know that he is into Star Trek, and uh, and he actually suggested today's uh, today's topic uh, to us, and we thought it was a great topic. Um, Troy, what was the what was the top ten list we're doing today? We're gonna do the top ten ship designs. Mm, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So uh, what? Uh, so what? So tell us a little bit about you, Troy. So how did you get involved with Star Trek? What's your relationship with Star Trek? And uh, why did you pick top ten ship designs as maybe something to do? Well, I've been a a fan of Star Trek since since a kid, and I was actually trying when you first talked to me about you know maybe coming on the program. I was like, okay, well, what really did get me into this? And uh, it, it just so happens I still have like the catalyst of all this, which is a. Um, a book and record set. So it's an LP, a 12 inch and LP. Luke, yes. you'll like this. I'll yes. just show you the, I still have it from when I was like five. Oh my God. That's, I, that looks so familiar. It, right. I think I had, I think I had a seven inch version of that or I, something very similar. Yeah. So that's it's awesome. Essentially an audio book, you know, you throw that on a record player for, uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what that is, well, <laughs> you said LP already, so the, the yeah, it's a different passed. podcast altogether. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it comes along with a comic book, and what was I think intriguing at the time is, you know, it, it was futuristic, but at the same time, it it was allowed to have a fantasy land that incorporated um, 
barbarians and magicians and it's sort of like a no holds bar to like <laughs> hmm. what's what what fantasy is and fiction is it yeah. was captured all there so you know it was really embedded in my youth and then uh, luke you had mentioned this you know the channel 11 broadcasts were a mainstay you know yeah. something that was just yeah. i don't even remember when they were on but i know they yeah. my father who's not into star trek they would be on the tv and he was okay with that right 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 <laughs> back then like that was kind of standard you just had the tv on and right. whatever was on was on and a lot of the times on channel 11 in new york uh area was uh was the original series exactly and you know so you fall in love with those characters and you know as i was explaining to phil in the past like you know you misre- misremember a lot of the storylines but like it kind of gets embedded so yeah, that just exactly yeah morphs into you know growing up and the next generation was another take on all this and i was really into you know everything was modern i think now it seems a little dated but there was a a modernization of the bridge and how the ship looked and i love the uniform design and it just kind mm-hmm. of it, it coincided when i was um i'm trained as an architect so it really aligned with industrial design graphic design all those things were sort of coming together and there was a lot to love there yeah totally nice um yeah, so so that's it in a nutshell, really. I mean, I could go on a very long time about what I love about it, but <laughs> what's interesting hey, about this so is could we. I am not a top ten guy at all. Like, so this was a, a real stretch for me to put a top ten together. <laughs> yeah, not not a big list guy. You can kind of never were. No. <laughs> so you're like against lists, or I just I didn't want to be too limiting. I didn't want to say that something was my number ten or number nine. Oh, like, okay, I got gotcha, you know gotcha. because there's a whole universe there, and even with this particular assignment <laughs> um, you know, I, kinda, assignment. I, I put some constraints around it to to make it work for me yeah yeah good that's awesome yeah so i mean you know so so ship designs was uh something you thought you know and clearly you know you said you're an architect and i know you're you're into this kind of thing so you want you know ship designs was the it jumped out at you as as you know what would be a cool topic to talk about absolutely and it was really um you know watching discovery and you know the the opening sequence uh, mm. you know they would they would do like those those uh like schematics exactly the yeah. schematics of yes. like the, the robot or the ship and i'm like oh wouldn't that be cool because this is actually it's things i've always loved but didn't really you know didn't really put anything to it because i'm not going to put a top 10 list together mm. and i'm yeah, like oh yeah. wait this really coincides with what these guys are working on right right so yeah. that's cool threw it out there and here we that's are really cool yeah yeah, so hey, so today our top 10, as we said, is a top 10 Star Trek ship designs. Um, so, you know, as usual, um, uh, tell you a little bit about how we did our list real quick. So for me personally, um, you know, this is not something that I noticed right away. Um, so I had to do a little bit of, you know, research. And by research, I mean looking at pictures um, on the internet. <laughs> so that that's my research. Ditto. But, you know, from memory, like, you know, I know a lot of things I thought looked cool or, you know, so my mm-hmm. list is sort of based on what I think looked cool, what I think was designed in a cool way, mm-hmm. and in some cases, how or why it was built um, factors into my list. So, so that's me. Um, you know, well, how, how did you uh, do your list, Luke? Uh, well, as I interrupted you uh, by saying, I also looked at a lot of pictures, um, just just like any kind of cool any kind of Google searches I could think of that would result in like cool and obscure in some cases, uh, mm. just like ships, you know, from the Star Trek 
universe. Yeah. I didn't want to just, you know, <laughs> and never want to go into Google and be like, top 10, like, <laughs> I'll just take that one. Copy, paste. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> done and right. done. <laughs> I'll just reverse them. <laughs> well, you, did, you did call it an assignment, Troy, which I thought was funny. You know, I was like, yeah. so I got my homework done the first night, you know, so uh, I felt a little proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, but, but with this one, yeah, with the other ones, it's, it's, it's all almost all from memory. Usually, you know, like Google always helps out to like, oh, what was that episode or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but, but in this case, yeah, like I wanted to like really like dig into what the internet had to show um, for ideas for, for, for my top 10. So nice. And Troy, how did you pick your list? I was all over the place. Um, <laughs> so a lot of it stemmed from, um, and I'll give props now to uh, Star Trek shipyards. It's a book series published by uh, hero collector books and edited by Ben Robinson. Uh, so that has hmm. some beautiful graphics and then some snippets of what episode it was in or why it was important. Um, but, it went from like the, you know, ships that I was passionate about just because of plain coolness factor all mm. the way to like, you know, firepower or, you know, defense systems. So, you know, it really, it ranged a long way. And I have to say one of the criteria I did was I did take out the Kelvin timeline because I just found mm. it, I, I would have in fact selected, you know, maybe seven ships from that whole timeline yeah i, just I hear you really hear cool you. really futuristic i just love the modern take on everything and i just love it so i was trying to really force myself to say okay let's get back to basics here and you know you could always reinvent so that was one of the things i kind of forced cool. upon myself and let's let's hope it worked <laughs> That's really cool. interesting. I I love and the reason the reason that you know I I, I like to talk about how we come up with a list because it's always different. You know, um, we define you know these lists and how you know and differently and how we interpret them is always different and interesting. So I think that's I think that's cool. I mean, Luke and I we've definitely differed so far on every pod about how we've you know chosen a list or how we've gone about um, creating our list. So I just think it's cool. So great. That's a good place to to start our list. Um, shall we let the the guest star go first? Wow, I love it, <clears throat> uh, dude. Yeah, are we ready for it? We'll go around the horn. Yeah, man, let's, let's, let's go. Let's hear the number 10. All right, number 10. Oof. I've selected the Vulcan Surek class ship. And I, I don't know if you guys remember this. Yeah. And I don't know if you can actually quite see it on the video here. No. Well, our, gonna do. our listeners, you'll have to describe it for our yeah, so uh, listeners anyways. What you're looking at is, or what I'm looking at, is a mm -hmm. cigar-shaped mm -hmm. primary hull. And then basically around the center of that, you have a... Um, a cylinder that kind of surrounds it. And it, it, what's amazing to me about this particular ship is that it's a science vessel. If it's red, <laughs> if it's copper, which is slightly <laughs> off of red, it's then a combat cruiser, right? So really? in typical Vulcan oh, fashion, right? It's a, it's a very similar design ship, but right. it's how they fit it out. That really makes it, you know, <laughs> something to be reckoned with, or is it, you know, more for peace, right? Uh, so you see a lot of this in the um, Enterprise episodes, right? right. So when, yep. when oh, okay. you know, Earth was dealing a lot with the Vulcans, the Vulcans had all this technology and they were reluctant to kind of share it initially mm -hmm. with, um, it wasn't even the Federation at that point, but right. um, but it's pretty imposing as a thing. And I just like how refined it is. It's kind of, for me, it, it has this um, calm presence, and but it does really display a lot of power as well, which... In some of my selections, it's like it really um, typifies what a, a Vulcan would be, right? 
Hmm. So yeah, they're, they're so reinforcing this idea of like the mythos in, in, and we see it, we see it with like, you know, what they're doing with the costumes, what they're doing with the makeup. And that's, that's why I chose it. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Nice that's right. Like that's a perfect example, uh, description of, of, a of a Vulcan, right? Like silent and, and, and peaceful, but, but strong and a force to be reckoned with. Right. Very cool. Very nice. All right, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll do reverse alphabetical just to make keep it easy on everybody, because it's not easy. In other <laughs> we'll words, I'll go next. Out. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, let me take out my uh, alphabet chart. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so my number ten is uh, is the Delta Flyer. Um, so yeah, so this this is this is a Love cool, that. sleek, you know, ship. Uh, it, you know, it's from Voyager. Uh, you know, in case you don't know that already, and uh, it's funny. It, it reminds me of a. <laughs> Not to go to the other universe, reminds me of a snow speeder, really, the way it's sort of designed. <laughs> snow speeder from, you know, from Empire Strikes Back, say. Um, so, yeah, what I like about the ship really is uh, just, you know, of course, I think it looks cool. And that's, guys, going to be the extent of, you know, where my, you know, sort of um, <laughs> aesthetic comes from as far as this top 10 list goes. Sure. It, looks, it looks cool. Yeah. So that, that's going to be part of it for sure. And I'm going to use the word sleek at least eight or nine times. But. <laughs> What I really love is is the community um, behind this, uh, behind creating the Delta Flyer. I think it was really cool that we got to see like a ship being built on a show, you know, for the purposes of dealing with what they're dealing with on the show. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, Paris obviously, Tom Paris was you know the the real um, you know impetus behind you know building this ship. Um, you know, the, he's a pilot. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he felt like we needed a new craft, you know, for what they're dealing with in Delta Quadrant. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought that, mm-hmm. um, the idea of the, um, the technical schematics involved. So, so I had forgotten about a couple of these, but so Tuvok designed the Unimatrix, uh, shielding, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Um, I don't know what it means, but he designed that. And then, um, seven oh. of nine had, a um, designed the weapons array, which included, and I do remember them using these at least once, the photonic missiles, which I think is really cool. Yes. Um, Sounds cool. As opposed to photon torpedoes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, but obviously based on the technology that they, that they got from the doctor, from his mobile emitter, from, you know, 29th century, um, you know, yeah. photonic technology. So that was pretty cool. But really, it was the idea of the whole Voyager crew pitching in to create this thing. Um, you know, that show was very much about the community and is very much emotional and is very much about them being a family. And I thought it was just really cool that they all kind of got together and and made the ship. I wish it had a longer lifespan than it did. Uh, it was pretty much like a season and a half, right? And it was hmm. done, um, which I thought was kind of a weird choice. You know, why not keep it keep it going? But yeah, yeah, what I happened? Really I don't bad. remember. Can you remind remind me? What you know what? Specifically, I, don't, I know it was destroyed, but uh, okay, I can't yeah. remember the exact episode. Yeah. Um, but I know it didn't last long. It was built. I want to say in the sixth season. Could be wrong. Could be the end of the fifth, but it might have been the sixth season, and it only lasted until the seventh season. So I thought it was kind of like, yeah. Well, but the seventh season is the last season. It is. It is. But I, you know. You wanted I mean, to live to blow live beyond the series. There'd be a spin-off. A spin-off yeah. of you know, <laughs> no series. <doubt. laughs> yeah. Delta Flyer. of the Delta Flyer. <laughs> the Delta We're Flyer. We're something. <laughs> it, 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 incidentally, I you know, I have given it I've, I've only listened to like the, the first episode, but um the Delta Flyers is a really great podcast. Uh, you know, uh, Garrett yeah. Wang and uh, you know, Robert Duncan uh, McNeil uh just oh, recapping every voyager episode mm, right like tom paris and ensign kim themselves do a do a podcast about voyager it's pr- pretty That's pretty great. pretty good i can't wait to listen to more of them so you know yeah. fellow podcasters uh you know the delta flyers is the name it's a great name <laughs> Sweet. forgot the name of that one i gotta check that out I yeah to. all right cool. that's my number 10 what do you got luke 
Number 10. Oh, and by the way, I, I actually numbered them this time. <laughs> I was, was going to ask. So, I was so, going to wait until you lost like track. pile of then, papers yeah. in the corner. <laughs> I'll pick this one, and the winner yeah. is. <laughs> That's basically what I've been doing. I like to wing it, no matter what I'm doing. But He likes to time, wing ma- like numbers. <laughs> he wings the sequence. The, the, right. <laughs> So what's your number 9, 8, 9, 10, 7, or 6? Go. Number 1,472. The USS Prometheus. Oh, uh, yeah. From Deep Space Nine, episode Second Sight. Mm. Um, I didn't remember much about this one. I just remember the episode in which the ship, uh, there's a ship that reignites a star. Hmm. Reignites the the nuclear fusion of, of, of a star. Um, hence the name. It's actually designed for doing this, apparently. Um, and uh, so that alone was like ridiculously awesome. Uh, like that they designed a ship to actually do that. Totally. And the name at that, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect naming. And uh, and they even gave it a little extra kick in in its warp drive. Yes. It, uh, it was able to reach nine point six, uh, as opposed to other Nebula class ships. Uh, their top speed was 9.5, warp 9.5, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I, I did the calculations, um, based on some, (laughs) some warp, some warp calculator on, uh, Uh some, uh, yeah, uh, translator or, or conversion converter. Yeah. Converter. (laughs) So going based off of that, who knows if it's true, but, uh, so 9.5 is 885 times the speed of light. Wow. 9.6 is 800. Uh, I'm sorry. I got that reversed. Look, I'm reversing my numbers just, again. They're just numbers. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nine point six <laughs> is about thirty m- times the speed of light more than nine point five. Wow. Nine point six is thirty times <clears throat> more the speed of light. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Is, this is this is this is a disaster. No, 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 um, no. This is fascinating. <laughs> no, this makes sense and. I'm well, what I'm seeing here, right words. as you, so this was not familiar to me, the ship, but I see the four nest cells, right? So that has probably something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty badass. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, like spearheaded. It's pretty awesome yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like, so it can go 8 million kilometers further in one second, which is 10 round trips to the moon. So there you go. Wow. If anyone followed that, you get my undying. I heard like uh, fast and then phrase. really, really fast. Yeah. Is that yeah. pretty much? And those calculations much. were brought pretty to you much. by <laughs> Dr. Space. And the warp converter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I should have given props to it. I don't have it anymore. I don't have it up. <laughs> oh, I thought that was something I could just find on my uh, my MacBook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the converter's yeah. built in. There's a warp one. Right. There probably is. <laughs> And we're off and running. Who knew at number ten we'd have to have our calculators out and our notebooks, and and we're ready. We're ready off and running. It's and it'd crazy. be falling apart at the wheels already. Well, I see how you guys roll now. Yeah, well, one can bring in the A, yeah. a game. Let's <laughs> just <laughs> A game. We're reversing our alphabet, so it's yeah. some kind of game. All right, all right. Number ten. We we, we got the number tens Let's out of go. the way. Tens Done. are always rough. Number nine, Troy. What do you got? For number nine, I have the NX. Seven four two zero five, USS Defiant. Yes, and I, you know, I used this term earlier, but it is a badass, right? So, this thing was designed for war. It was designed to fight the the Borg, and yeah. I, I don't 
I don't know how you get more heavy duty than that. It's stripped down. <laughs> it's a saucer se- section, right? Basically, if you think about it. And then they just mm-hmm. attach all this like cool like stuff to it. Yeah. The front of it is a detachable warhead. <laughs> it's just like it's like you don't want to mess with this. I didn't. I didn't remember that. Pretty, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, so I've done a little research on it, and it's like <laughs> I trust you. You know, it's it's stripped down. It's like nimble, heavily armed, four phaser cannons. Photon Which look or- looks so cool. Those phaser cannons. It really looks cool, yeah. and like yeah. the actual firing of them. You know, uh, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Do, 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 yep. You know, really. Yeah. Rapid fire. Like contra. Yeah. Right. Right out of contra. <laughs> right. <laughs> right it just <laughs> it does not play like you know you always and i think that's part of like my love with the design like these ships and the ship design is like it's setting the table up to move the story along right now i'm going to mm. talk about this over and over again but like Please these do. are characters right so when you see the defiant you know it's on and this mm. is one of the things that kind of set that table so anyway that's there it awesome. is number nine nice that's awesome great job all right so my number nine is from the Kelvin timeline. Oh, that. Oh, there we go. All right. So <laughs> I, I could not help but uh, throw at least one of these in there. So, uh, yeah, it's it's the Narada, actually. So it's mm. the um, the Romulan uh, mining vessel um, that Nero uh, commanded. So so this thing is pretty, you know, it's not, um, it's further in the future than, than you know, Kirk's timeline is but we're not that much you know further removed from next gen d space voyager and yet this thing can like do a lot like first of all i don't know what red matter is but it does a lot um (laughs) that drill is pretty cool uh Mm -hmm. so so you know so they use red matter which is such a great jj abrams just you Mm. know mcguffin just kind of thrown in there like oh it's no it's red matter so we could do anything really um but no this this thing was just cool first of all it was so huge it was so imposing vicious Um, yeah, I mean yeah. That, that that first Which shot where you see how that. small the enterprise, how small the um, the Kelvin is compared yeah. to yeah. you know how big this thing is. So that's it. Just you know, and, and the way it's designed like a fucking. I'm sorry, it's designed like, like a broken. Pardon my French. I get excited when we talk about the Narada. It's, it's but only the Narada. It's a um, it's a comet, right? It looks like it's, it's designed like a comet that, mm. that's you know got this uh this tail of breaking comet. apart. Yeah. Kind of yeah. right. Yeah. Kind of cool looking, kind kind of badass to use uh, Troy's expression, and you know it's it, it's a perfect villain ship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> those missiles are pretty damn cool. So they fire the missiles and mm-hmm. they break apart into multiple missiles, and you know kind of come at you. You know the damage that that did to the to the Kelvin was really cool. Uh, so it's got good you know Vicious. good weapon design. Okay. Yeah, right. Tore, tore right through the hull mm-hmm. of that twenty uh, third century vessel. Right. Yeah. Didn't didn't stand a chance. Um, and, and the thing is, it, it's only a mining vessel, right? So, like, I know it's not that far in the future, <laughs> so yes. did the Romulans just right. jump ahead with weapons <laughs> right. that quickly? Right. Or, they just, or they just outfit all of their ships, no matter whether it's a it's a, it's a a garbage scowl to right. like, the biggest warship. Let me put warship. this bazooka on my Volvo, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love the way the interior, like, it, it, it does look like it, a mining vessel, you know, inside. But mm. it's 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 so spacious and it's so... um just looked really cool. It's just designed really cool. I, I, I like the effect of uh, seeing that. Such an imposing sight to see. Uh, yeah, so, the, yeah, those opening like scenes that. with that thing just kind of ripping through space was mm. really yeah, coming intense. Coming through the black hole. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean we, we talked at length about that opening scene. It's just, it's so, you know, it, and then the Narada is a big part of that. So it's so cool. My oh, number right. nine. Yeah. All right. My number nine. The Vulcan Surak class cruiser. You guys. Enterprise that we already talked about. That's no great. kidding. That's um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So cool looking. I mean, just like, yeah. It, unlike, I mean, you know, s- s- 
Star Trek tends to have like very distinct. I mean, we'll talk about this over and over again, but just distinct designs for a given species or or civilization or whatever. Um, and uh, we talked a lot about it already, but yeah, it's just just very cool, unique design. Um, and I guess the one thing I'll add uh, that we didn't talk about. Um, but apparently the uh, the ring I I, I mm. came across this while I was looking things up. But uh, apparently the the ring around the the, uh, the hull is uh, the nacelles. It's like built into the ring, or the Very ring, cool. the entire ring is like a nacelle or something. Hmm. So I, I didn't know that. That, that was yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know that either. Uh, but so that's very cool. It is. It's like cool. such a refinement to that that ship. It's yeah, like an, I, I, yeah. I see why it's on that list and. You know, I stumbled upon it. You know, I'm looking through the pages of this book. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Wow, that is just really cool. And then you, you're drawn to it, right? So totally, I totally, totally. get it. Yeah, and, and, and listeners, we'll definitely throw uh, throw some of these pictures up mm. up on the uh, Twitter page and up on Instagram, so you can check it out and see um, what we're talking about. So that's a good one, Luke. Awesome, man. All right, man. Let's keep this baby rolling. So, uh, Troy, you got a number eight for us? I do have a number eight. Um, Oh, good job! It's a bit of it, yeah. I, I almost Luke's still impressed it. that we're following sequential numbers. <laughs> I still don't get it. But really, eight. Continue. Uh, for me, it was V'ger from yes. Star Trek: The yes. Motion Picture. Um, and the reason why it there's a lot of things there. Um, for me, that was the yeah. whole point of that movie, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I love the movie. It's very slow paced, but the payoff for me has always been. You know, when they, they wipe that plaque off and they're like, Voyager. Like, yeah, it, it was great. Yeah. And I, awesome. I love how plausible the storyline is where you take something. And, and another thing that I love is that it, it's it's grounded in reality in some sort of reality that I could kind of get my head around. Right. So we have a Voyager one and two. Right. They were launched right. in 77. They're still in operation. So it's yeah, not outside of the realm of possibility that these things just kind of keep on going and then they they get, you know, things added on to them and they become something mm-hmm. different, right? So mm-hmm. that's fascinating for me. And that's another reason why, like, Phil, you were asking why I love Star Trek. This is the the reason why. Like, there's, it lets your mind kind of go out there and say, you know, that's not kind of like that far of a stretch. Mm. <laughs> you know, like these things could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, personally, like there's a lot of 2001 in there that, you know, yeah. may have been a ripoff. However, um, I still love like Spock's kind of, you know, he's in that little like, I don't know, that suit that kind of like shuttles him yeah. through and he has the right. boosters that kind of take him through. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, a living machine. So that that's why I made my list for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Phil and I talked talked about that when we when we went, uh, when we did our top 10 movies, we talked about the motion picture and um, just exactly what you're saying. Just like what? an awesome concept like yeah. what a, what a really almost genius i might even say uh just just idea for the for the the main plot you know and the, and the premise um, for sure and for me it oh it still holds up i mean the movie because i think storytelling now is quicker and quicker right so mm-hmm. we just talked about abrams he drops you in the middle of a, yeah. a battle yeah. sequence right? <laughs> right and like you can't turn away here there is a long build up and you know luke you were mentioning you know the what, what seems like a half hour of like 
a shuttlecraft going around the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise yeah. porn. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. I personally love it. Uh, Enterprise porn. In it's it, hard to get my 10-year-old to be like, oh, check out this great movie because it, it's really slow paced. But <laughs> You can yeah. take a nap right in the middle when they see the ship for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the middle. It's not it's, even near the beginning. Right. <laughs> I mean, my biggest problem with that scene was it was there were just as many scenes of the shuttlecraft. Like, I don't understand why that was a big deal. Right. That's right. so true. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Nothing impressive about the shuttlecraft. I don't think it's on any of our top 10 lists here. Well, it's funny no, you say that because my number eight is the shuttlecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I can't imagine. No. I wish, no, I wish you were serious. Oh, that's right. funny. You know, the last thing about that, too, is, you know, it's. It's and this was not their intention, but you know, you're talking about how the idea of taking something from our real world and you know, um, you know, mixing it with this this um, fictional world of Star Trek, and yet you know, having that Voyager spacecraft in there sort of grounded it in a way that you know, even Star Wars that came out a couple of years, couple of years before that, you know, a galaxy far, far away, you know, it's it's this this you know, way out there, totally different, you know, set of circumstances happening, uh, even though still called humans, uh, I'm not get into that, but uh. You know, but but the idea that you could tie something so fantastic to you know something so real life and so recent in in our history at the time, yeah, it's yeah, just right. so cool. Like it really makes it so accessible uh, in a lot of ways that it might not have had they not gone on a different plot or just some, you know, one of the, one of the plots from from the TV show that was just sort of you know still good but just so much more science fictiony. You know, mm. yeah, totally. Good Love point. It. Cool. Yeah. So hey, All my right. number my number eight. Um, so this one is not a boring one, but it's a quick one. It's the Borg cube slash sphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I threw a sphere in there as well with it because mm -hmm. I think it's sort of the same idea. Um, you know, s simplicity, um, personified, right? So some cool things, you know, so the technology on these things is pretty damn amazing. You know, they have like this, um, adaptive shielding, just like a lot, you know, a lot like, um, you know, the, the, the Borg bodies do and, you know, and you, they, they can heal themselves quickly. I mean, if you think about it, like what ship couldn't have used that in the whole world of Star Trek? You know, you, yeah. phaser blast, you know, photon torpedo, and then, you know, it starts repairing itself. You know, why not have like nine uh, nanites or something? Right. Um, you know, right. Totally. Tony Stark can do it fighting Thanos really quickly. You know, tell me the next ship <laughs> couldn't do it with the with right. ships. You Just know. weave those together. I love that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Tony Stark could do it. Well, you know why? Because that was such a leap, right? Like all of a sudden in Infinity War, and I'm not complaining, I love those movies, but all of a sudden he's got like, yeah, it's nanotechnology. You like it? And it can do anything. It's it's magic is what his suit is now, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going uh, to wing. Just, anyway, anyway. I love that the Borg ship had that. It makes total sense. And, you know, just the, um, the, the fact that it can travel at transwarp. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. pretty, it's pretty freaking amazing. That's a amazing. big deal. Yep. Um, but obviously the inside of these Borg cubes is just so cool. It's it's unlike anything we had ever seen before in Star Trek or maybe even in science fiction. Um, just the idea of these completely, you know, uh, practical and efficient, you know, rows and rows and rows and rows of Borg drones and Borg alcoves and, you know, no wasted space um, to the point where, you know, they wouldn't even bother you until you got in their way. You know what I mean? And then, all right, now we got to yeah. kill you because you yeah. blocked our path from getting from this junction to that junction, you know? <laughs> right. um, so, I mean, again, I'm not a giant fan of design or anything, but just, just I can wrap my head around the sim simplicity of a cube <laughs> or a sphere and just dudes standing there waiting until, you know, <laughs> they, they need to do something. It's so efficient. It's just so cool. And we had never seen like that before, you know? Um, it's just really cool. I, I love that. That was my number eight. It's super cool. Cool. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, that's is that my turn? It is it's your you. turn, sir. Alphabetical. And we're doing okay. eight. Number eight. <laughs> number <laughs> eight. Yes. Yeah, here we go. Uh, number eight, the board cube. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's bound to happen. Yeah. Can um, now, now, now Dr. Space is going to have a lot, <laughs> a lot more informative things to say than I just did. Let me tell you. Well, I don't know. No, a, a big part of it is is the, 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 the self-healing uh, mm. nature of... The entire civilization of, mm. of of the Borg, like you said, like it's not just the ship; it's it's everything's part of the same thing. It's not just the drones that are all part of the the collective. It's the ships are too, and everything's interconnected. Mm. Um, so that's so just, unique, right? You know, it's like a bee, yeah. or a beehive, yeah. right? So to right. think of them like right. that is just fascinating. Right down, right down to the queen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and then it, it goes beyond the that analogy to where, if you extend that, it would be that the bees are interacting with the hive structure itself. Yeah, mm. right, right. It's a good point. So yeah, so so many cool things about the Borg. And and yeah, so in terms of ships, it it's kind of goes hand in hand with that. But uh, Phil, you mentioned it's just like the, the simplicity um, and just like the bluntness, like why not make it a cube? It's not flying. The aerodynamics are out the window. You don't need wings and, uh, you know, you, you you always see ships banking in space. Right. right. <laughs> and not just Star Trek, like everything. Right. But like that doesn't make any sense when mm-hmm. there's not anything you're flying through. And, you know, banking is to like push off against what you're what, what you're actually flying through, like in an airplane or, you know, a jet plane. Um Yeah, so there's no inertia, right? Like or, or I mean, oh, no, there's, there, there's there is inertia. inertia, but there's no um like 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 so what's the the friction and the current and the Yeah, so why not have a big flat cube flying through space right, right. The there's no air resistance right so this is as these way. sleekly yeah. designed you know federation ships yeah. or any other ship really yeah or right. like the vulcan uh ship we were talking about yeah there's right. there's really no reason for it to be sleek uh it's just to look cool and folks <laughs> certainly don't care about that um at all so right. Even, it, it makes from a aesthetic standpoint why would they care how aesthetically right. it looked right see me so, i always thought yeah. it was just like the most efficient design they could sort of come up with you know um, I, I think you're exactly right and i think that was a, a stroke of uh very smart thinking on the writer's part to to make it a cube that's my number eight good one all right look at that so uh opie you're up with uh, number seven yes indeed oh sorry that, I, them opie. I love it <laughs> that's story that for too. another time or keep it it doesn't matter nah, that, we'll just tell that story another time so um <laughs> yeah for my second uh episode with you guys <laughs> there'll be another one uh-huh right <laughs> We'll see. Be like, we'll uh, see. so yeah. <laughs> I was joking with Phil. Like, this makes it on the, you know, the bonus features of the DVD, where it's like never the aired DVD, the DVD <laughs> of the podcast, the, the never aired episode of Troy on DVD. Right. <laughs> so that would subscribe to that. Who would subscribe to the podcast <laughs> leftovers? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. There's such an arrogance in that, right? Like. Right, like people would actually want to say, hey, you're, guys. You're not only like really successful, but like there's going to be like throwaways that people want. <laughs> like I need more of this. Right. <laughs> Doubt it. Anyhow. All right. Anyhow. So number seven. Um, I don't know if I had the name of the ship correct, but it's um, Booker's Scout Ship. Oh, okay. I think it's the Nautilus, but I'm not quite sure. Um, And... This thing is just really cool, like really eye-opening what it can do. And I think, you know, groundbreaking. I haven't seen anything like it. But the fact that this ship comes apart, you know, as it needs to when it's, you know, Mm. 
moving through what have you. It just breaks into smaller pieces and it, it has this memory. So it has this tendency to morph and it's very dynamic. And it's just, those scenes were so fun to watch. Honestly, so just, cool. that thing just does whatever. And it kind of like jibs and jabs and like something breaks off of it. And, you know, the, the fact that it has like this kind of really cool, like uh knife's edge design, like it, excellent. Not to mention the bridge. The bridge was like sleek and futuristic. And, you know, then you add this cat to the whole mix. You're like, this is really exotic. You know, <laughs> the just, cat, yeah. You know, the, the art design of that whole show is commendable. It's just fantastic. Was that the first time we saw the sort of the pop-up, you know, um, console controls? Is, it the, is that the first ship we had? Or do they have that on Discovery as well? Where they sort of just lift it up. And it's like, you know, you have the 3D model as that you're kind of uh, controlling. I think there. it's the first time we see it in um in, in that season or okay. in, in the show at all. I, think I thought so. Even, yeah, I'm even not though sure you see that everywhere else, like in that time. But what was interesting, like the control deck, I know for sure was floating, right? It was like this piece of furniture that was not attached to the floor. It was just kind of mm, floating right, out there. Right. It was gorgeous. Right. They finally mastered hover technology in the... T- Right. 32nd we century. <laughs> <You're right. Yeah. laughs> we thought we had it with the skateboard and Back to the Future too, but we just did not perfect it. <laughs> I love the fact that it's it's that the whole ship is it's it's the laziest ship that we've encountered so far. Right? It's you know I, I don't, I'm not gonna move around these rocks. It's, I'm not right. doing it. Here, you, you know go, what? You Can't we that. design something that just breaks apart wherever it's gonna hit it and then just reattaches? Exactly. Let's just go around. Go around. So but lazy. it's one of those things it. that that is grounded in a way like I think science can get us there, right? Like I don't, you know, I, in my limited, you know, I'm not a scientist, but it's magnets, right? Like there's something that's going to allow it to get <laughs> right. back to its original form. It's certainly what it looked yeah. like. It looked like it was magnetically yeah. controlled oh, when it, sure it, it snapped is, yeah. back. It's really cool. Just really cool. great. And I love the things that kind of stretch my imagination, right? Because I don't think I'd ever imagine that if I'm reading a book. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like I, I imagine a ship doing a ship and staying as a ship. But like, if you break right. it apart into these pieces that are very small, like just think of Millennium Falcon. God, think of what it could do if it could break right. up the tiny little pieces <laughs> and then reform. I guess you got to make sure that, you know, your janitor is not in that section when it breaks apart. Cause you never, I don't know how that would work, but why? He's like, oh my God, why, oh, wait, we're just back. it's fine. <laughs> Because <laughs> every ship is a janitor, as we all know. You just have to get, you just have to get magnetic janitors. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it'll come back. My arm will come back to me. It's it's magnetized. Right, right. He's in the cutoff. <laughs> that's hilarious. Good man. That's a really good pick. I didn't see yeah. that one coming. Actually, good job. Yeah, very good one. All right. So my number seven is the Krenum Temporal Weapon Ship um, mm. from Voyager season four during the um, Year of Hell. Parts one mm. and two. So this ship, you know, really, I mean, it's really just for what it does. So this ship, this ship can create temporal incursions and it can, it's designed to just erase entire species from, you know, from the, uh, from existence really. Um, yeah. While protecting the crew inside from these changes in the timeline. If you call it the timeline, it's even a little beyond that. Right. So you're not just, you know, you're not just saving Edith Keeler, you know, or not saving Edith Keeler. You're not just, um, you know, mm. trying to stop Ed Begley Jr. Like you're, you're, you're mm. getting rid of entire, you know, civilizations and somehow, you know, have the technology in the ship to calculate what that would do to the overall scheme of the entire universe. It's pretty crazy. Right. Right. Um, right. The design itself, like I said, I thought it was really unique looking. I'm not all about the design. You know that. So like, you know, it did look cool. You know, it looked like, you know, the, the, <laughs> 
look like a, a sideways lantern with uh, you know this this again <laughs> that kind of looked like a, you know, a droid you know so it's it's kind of all over the place and uh but it still looked kind of cool looked kind of menacing but really i mean this thing can can erase entire civilizations it, it was just so cool that's very um, cool it was big enough to have like a civilization um a civilization sort of live on it for years you're protected from time so it's really an immortal vessel so you're able to just mm. live on it forever mm. and you have all of eternity to get it right so it's really kind of cool i can't remember mm. the exact how long they were on the ship but it was it was 20 years i want to say or maybe, maybe more than that they, they were on that for a long time hmm. yeah i don't remember i forgot to look that one up but but for sure i thought it was just really cool that you could just do that and that whole vessel was designed just for that really cool that's and awesome. kurt, who wouldn't love kurt woodsmith as uh, anorax he was so so good in that yeah yeah totally all right, Jerome, what do you got for All number right. seven? My number seven, the Cerritos, the oh, lower decks. Nice. nice. Well done. <laughs> I'm a new fan of this show, and I love it. You just started watching it, yes. didn't you, Troy? Oh, yeah. I love it so much. Is, is it? I mean, it's. Phil, Phil and I bring it up pretty much every episode. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so, so good. It's, it's so perfect. fun. Never so thought hilarious. I'd get to see Star Trek in that light. It's just, it's so cool. Right. And, right. and, and it's canon. We've mentioned that too, but it's so cool that it's canon. Yeah. Right. Right. I love it. It all counts. Um, so, so it's a California class starship. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a nebula class, galaxy class. I know, yeah. <clears throat> the state of California. I was curious about that. <laughs> that is perfect. I did, I never caught that in the show, but I was looking it up for the oh, okay. list. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I never that show. It, it moves so fast. Like there's, I gotta watch like every episode at least like three or four times to try to catch everything. But it really does but, uh, set you up. Like the the opening sequence of that ship floating around space, getting in these right. mishaps. Like I think there was one where like it comes up to like a, a battle with a board cube and just turns around. Yes, Luke. That, like, that's how I sold you. Remember, I was talking yes, about the show, yes. and I was like, "Dude, in the beginning, like, uh-uh. yeah, there's a battle with it. the board going on. It's just destroying ships, and it just turns around and runs for the hills, man. Oh, so perfect, so great, perfect. <laughs> no, so, no Federation vessel in history would ever do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> like it just happens upon the the uh, the battle too. Destroying uh, right. Romulans. Like, like, oh, no what's going on here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, so so uh, Mike McCann, the uh, the showrunner, the creator, he um, <laughs> I didn't know this either. Apparently, he said that the uh, the ship was designed, its actual markings like designated as uh, being for second contact engineering support. That's what the <laughs> ship is designed for. Oh my God, that's what their whole mission is. <laughs> Which I never really picked up on either. I did. I know they've done like some second contact stuff that seemed like very boring. And that like was the name of the first episode. Tapey. Actually, yeah, yeah, second right, contact. Exactly. Right. That's funny. So, so apparently, yeah, they're not like you know. That's its uh, purpose. That's why they. Yeah, built their that. mission is not like a five-year, you know, <laughs> exploration into into deep space and discover new civilizations. They they go to. <laughs> to civilizations that have already been discovered by other better ships. Well, the, uh, the entire bridge crew has a, like an inferiority complex because of that. You know, they, they I think they know what they're designed yeah. for. Yeah, right, right. I think yeah, I think it's Rutherford who says uh, he says something like oh, the ship is it's in such bad shape, but like that means we get to like hold it together, and that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but such a go getter. Yeah. That's the that's the attitude uh, among <laughs> right. the crew. Let's let's look on the bright side. Is, is, is the motto, <laughs> right? Oh, that's so good. So anyway, I just 
just the fact that it was a California class, like I, I had to make the list. Just no so doubt. Good. I didn't even know that. It's so good. When <laughs> Phil turned me on to that, I'm like, what? What kind of ship is that? Because I, I have these, right. like, you know, these books now, right? So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like, uh, you know, what I, I said, there was a centaur class. I'm like, it's almost like that, right? Because mm. it's the it's saucer section and the nest cells. Uh-huh. There's no secondary hull, I don't think. Hmm. I can't, right? Like, right now, I can't even remember. Right. I, I, I think it's it. really as simple as that. And uh, yeah, you might be right. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's a great design. That's, I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> so I made good. your list. <laughs> nice job. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. We're cooking now, right. baby. Uh, Troy, you got your number six. Wow. Uh, yes, I do indeed. It is number six, the Romulan Warbird. All right. That thing. Nice. Another nice. iconic, you know, when you when you see these show up, you know it's on. They're eerily green, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so I, you're talking about the uh, the next generation era. Uh, yes, Robert, yes. Right? You're not okay. to confuse it with like the Romulan bird of prey. Like I think right, right. the original yep. series yep. had a lot of ambiguity. <laughs> like I, I couldn't get my head around, <laughs> you know, what ship was Romulan? What was Klingon? Right, right, you know, right. But they both seemed to cloak and maybe one, I, I don't know, you guys would have to help me. Like did yeah. one steal the, the technology or what? Well, we were watching that episode, Troy, and we were, we were confused. We had the, we had the, I just never rewind it, but we had to go back and figure out... Uh, so we watched the Enterprise incident uh, a few weeks ago together, just because we were checking it out. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it before, and uh, yeah, I was like, "Was that a Klingon? Is that a Romulan? What's going on?" I, had, you know, as you may know, listeners, I'm not that familiar with the original series yet. Um, these guys are, so yeah. So I was like, "Dude, is that a Romulan? A Klingon? What's going on?" Yeah. You know, Scotty yeah. didn't know what was going on. It was a, uh, it was a confusing <laughs> first ten minutes of that episode. Yes, <laughs> indeed. And what started that all off is like in my memory, like because the original series is so embedded in like just just me watching late at night i thought i may have misremembered in fact that that the enterprise stole a cloaking device and i was explaining it to phil like mm-hmm. i don't know a year ago or so maybe even more more where I, i'm explaining that they steal a cloaking device they basically just set it up on a table <laughs> hook a couple <laughs> wires to it and then the enterprise can cloak integrated <laughs> it's literally just like a device that you could like put together from like here we go we're all good parts. Where's the USB? God damn it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I need a dongle. <laughs> so anyway, I, sorry, I got us off track. Oh, no, no, not at all. And then I rewatched the original series and I'm like, but I didn't really, I, I must've like, wasn't paying attention to it, but I didn't remember. And I'm like, gosh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that actually even happened that they stole a cloaking device. So when I finally found it, Phil was here. I was like, you have to watch this. We got to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And it was a little more involved than just simply setting it up on the table, but not much. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> Enough where I totally got what you were talking about. I, was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I really just kind of unplugged it and plugged it in. <laughs> um, so back to the raw, the Warbird. I don't have a lot to say about it, but like it is distinct. It does look, you know, it has this kind of like, shape of a bird and uh you know we'll go a little bit more into the, the bird of prey later i'm sure um oh spoiler. spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert. but uh <laughs> you know the, the fact that it can cloak um it is the backbone to their fleet the romulans are no joke right so like when you mm-hmm. see these things they're usually not alone <laughs> they're usually <Yeah>. like <laughs> you know in neutral space <laughs> <laughs> like, and, 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 right. and, and yeah. these guys are ready to party. So <laughs> um, 
I also like their like if you did a cross section of the ship, like I think you'd find like an oval. Like it's almost like there's two mirroring ships that kind of connect, and then they have mm. this like protruded neck, and then like a mm-hmm. a main like uh, I don't know head to it. Um, yeah, that's definitely what it, what it looks like. But anyway, fantastic ship. And the, cool. I, the, I, the colors too. I like the color for someone who does not notice that stuff at all. But the colors are really cool. Like it's, yeah. it's very yeah. it's very uh, cool green. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like you it, said, it, it's instantly recognizable, maybe even more so than any of the other ships. And I always go back. I think you're going to see my list. I'm always going back to these cues because I think they, they are a shorthand, similar to like how you know a director might choose a soundtrack to kind of set a, a scene or a mood. When, you, when mm-hmm. you see certain things show up, you are there's a shorthand there. Like you'll see the ship and you know it's different than a Ferengi ship, right? Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a different episode. Totally. And it's kind of savage too, right? I mean, isn't it the color of their blood? So it's like, you know, like, like imagine having <laughs> yeah, ships true. that are, you know, that are right, red, true. human ships, just red, blood red. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. fleet needs to be blood yeah. red. Why? It just needs to be, you know? So, <laughs> so the green, pretty cool, you know? Yeah. I'm not I sure that's what they're going for. Blood but. red ships. Yeah, that right? Cool. Next. That kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Good pick. All right. Yeah. So my number six is the Phoenix. Um, hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, primarily from, uh, actually only from Star Trek First Contact. So this was a Zephram Cochran's. It was the first warp-capable human ship, which I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's even more cool that he took a nuclear missile and just added the cells and decided <laughs> to blast it into warp. Um, <laughs> we just hacked it. I mean, yeah. And, you know, this wasn't going to be on my list, but the fact that the cockpit had a CD player, I think, put it over the top. I think that really... Uh, <laughs> It's not right. Really, really made it. Nah, I don't know. It wasn't a CD player. But, you know, he was able to play. DVD, uh, play, a DVD. Come on. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever come it, was. On, come. it was music, like tape deck, which I think was good. Um, you know, I'm sure it had some beverage holders as well. Nah, this was really cool. You know, it was just cool seeing like the first warp, human warp ship. Um, you know, I, I haven't watched the next gen, the original series episode with Zephram Cochran yet, but so this was my first you look at Zephram Cochran and I just, you know, the, the ship was really cool. Mm. The reverence that it was paid by like Picard and Data in the movie, you know, kind of was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. they just wanted to touch it. It was this historic ship, but uh, it just looked cool when there was, those, those, this, I'm sorry, when those nacelles just kind of pop out uh, right before it mm-hmm. goes to warp. Yeah. So cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, it's just a functioning cockpit and that's it. I mean, they, they barely got Riker um, in there with him, you know, Riker yeah. and uh, yeah, it was Riker and him. And I think it was it in the cockpit, right? Really cool. I th- yeah, I think so. I was gonna say Troy, but I don't think Troy was in the cockpit. With no, them. no. Why would Troy mm. be in the cockpit with them? Now that I think about that, <laughs> just to feel the things. Phoenix. The Phoenix <laughs> feels scared, <laughs> Captain. You know, the left nacelle is. Sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sensing. Shut up. Just shut up. I'm sensing that we're getting shot at <laughs> by the board. Oh. How do they oh, feel? Okay. <laughs> anger so much anger okay thanks <laughs> oh we love troy we love troy she, but uh, we do you know she, to your point like the fact that they're tying in these um pieces of the puzzle like the, the fact that it had nest cells right mm. like that's something that's carried through even to like the discovery and like you're seeing this carried on through and through like that's really important i think that's how the storytelling really rings true as is star trek you know, yeah. it's, it's, they're not yeah. re, like, if it's a Federation ship, more times than not, it's going to have nest cells. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, that's cool that they're even saying like that started from the very first. With mm. the Phoenix, right. 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 So, right. 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 That's really cool. Th- it's, it's amazing. And like, we talk about canon, what's canon, what's not. And like, that's the importance of it. Right. I think that's what people latch on to. So anyway. Yeah. 
It, no, it's true. It, yeah. it, it's an it, effort it on the part it. of the on the writers and the creators, and I think it's great that they they know that the fans have that level of commitment that they're going to appreciate something like that. Yeah, kudos, totally. kudos to them. Kudos to you for, uh, for. That's a good point, man. Awesome. It's very cool. Uh, like you know, pop it, when it popped out, it, it seems like it's almost like it could be a cheap like, oh hey hey you know like <laughs> here fanboys here's uh look at this surprise, but I mean it even that even makes sense that it would be you know not just always out like just because it's taken off from from the surface you know right. like talking about aerodynamics again it would, it, it makes sense because it's just like a rocket basically you, you're not going to have these like fragile looking things like sticking out the sides until you get into space but luke to your point i mean that's why it was so cool in the you know the motion picture where they're building mm-hmm. ships in space right they don't have to deal with the ravages of dealing with a, an atmosphere exactly and, you know phil and i talked a little bit about that earlier just uh-huh. It's it's not nothing, right? Like there's a lot of heat there. There's a lot yeah. of friction, and you don't want to yeah. mess with your nest cell. So that, that's a exactly. really good point. Nice. Yeah. Once you're in space, once you're just building in space, you don't need to worry about it anymore. Right. All right, Luke. What do you got? Number six. Number six. Uh, the Kelvin Enterprise. Yeah. Um, I realized mm-hmm. earlier, Troy, when you said you you limit yourself to to not including Kelvin. Um. I kind of did that too. I realized subconsciously, because um, hmm. yeah, it's almost kind of like a cheat. I think because you know it was, it was a hundred million dollar budget. They're making them like, so cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> in two thousand nine, <laughs> or I think is when it came out. You know, it, it, Industrial Light and Magic is doing you know your effects, um, but I mean it's undeniable. Like um, like you said, Phil and Naruta, Naruta, Narada, Pablo Naruta, Narada. Um, it's just so cool. Like that would have been on my list if I yeah. wasn't subconsciously filtering out the those movies. But um but the Enterprise is just is just very cool looking. And probably a lot of people thought it was uh maybe thought it was blasphemous. Um because it's supposed to be the Enterprise, <laughs> not mm-hmm. a new version of an of the Enterprise. But it makes sense that it's so different. Um it's uh I think it's a lot bigger than the original one. Um it's a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's because Starfleet is basically more military at this point, hmm. um, lot, leaning a lot more on military because because the Narada and 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 Nero, uh, whatever twenty years, thirty years earlier. Um, so it makes sense that it's very different, but obviously it keeps the same aesthetic um, as as the original, the Prime Enterprise. Um, as certainly all the enterprises outside, certainly, have right? right, yeah, more hmm. right, more than anything. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just cool looking. Uh, I, I, I can't love the deny engineering. It. I like, I love the, and the, it's funny you mentioned the CGI, but I love the fact that the engineering was the, actually like the Budweiser Brewery. You know, like they, they they use that as engineering. They <laughs> right. had like they had like right. dice. Right? Yeah, yeah. They actually used that. They filmed there, so that was all practical, really. I mean, not all, but a lot of that was practically hmm. shot. And mm-hmm. then I, I just saw this screenshot. I've never seen this before. They had like Dyson hand dryers. Just to look oh. like devices in in like the ship oh, really? like on the side, yeah. If you I can never freeze frame <laughs> and see like these, ooh, these twenty fourth century, twenty third century, I should say, Dyson hair dryers. You know, they weren't used as hand dryers on the ship, but obviously they looked. I didn't notice. I was like, oh wow, look at that. That's a piece of technology. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. I agree. It's a, it's a cool looking ship. It's gorgeous, and the bridge is amazing. Mm. Like how light it I, is. I it's, love that as well. Really. Yeah. Oh. Those movies for me, like I, I don't think it's blasphemous. I think it really was a, a homage. Like they really, they they brought in these things that I think a lot of the fans love, or at least I love, and just to see them refreshed yeah. and rethought. 
a little bit of a tangent here is like the uniform design was just amazing. Like how they introduced the color, like it just, yeah. it, it floors yeah. me every time. Like there's just so many, it, it makes me, I'm in awe of all the smart people like that go into like, oh, we're going to do, we're going to take these, like these things that should be just rules, right? And we're not going to just copy them verbatim. We're going to, we're going to tweak them. We're going to make them our own. Yeah. And it's totally fresh and modern. It, yeah. They great. made awesome. very, very many smart and thoughtful decisions with those movies. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. We're halfway there, guys. Troy, you're on number five, buddy. So this one, um, now we're getting into the real deal, right? Mm. So my number five is the NCC 1701D. D. Mm. My Galaxy nice. Class Enterprise yeah. from Next Gen. Yeah. Um, so cool. Classic Star Trek kind of lays the foundation. And Next Gen really solidifies a love for this and all the carnations, you know, incarnations that it has, you know, throughout the years. Um, you know, revamps like this, the saucer section detaches, right? <laughs> Doesn't get cooler than that. And they don't like kind of like bury the lead here, right? Like that was like in the, the first episode or the second episode, like, yep. hey, Riker, why don't you yep. do me a favor and <laughs> detach the saucer section? Let me see what and you're worth. And a manual saucer set, no less. <laughs> to do it manually, no automation. I love it. And since no other ship has ever had this before, good luck. But I'm, <laughs> I'm eating that up like, oh my God, what's it going to do? Can you believe? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I have to know what they're talking about. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, can he do it? Can he even do it? So. <laughs> and it detached, it detached at warp the first time too, didn't it? Yeah. I'm asking the question, but I know the warp. answer. Somehow, <laughs> well, right? I mean, it had to be. They're, 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 the ship was going at warp and they detached at warp speed. They had never done right. it before. But yeah. Yeah. So that, cool. But was it? I mean, it would be ridiculous if it was just staying in warp or I, well, I don't know. How does that I'm, work I'm, there? I'm getting on a tangent. Well, I mean, <laughs> just did, rips how off. far did they separate? I don't remember. Like, so yeah, so, so they were traveling at warp trying to escape from a uh, queue um, yeah. that was following them at warp and, and they, they, you know, they asked data for theoretical, you know, search theoretical. Could we, you know, detach at warp? And he said, it's possible. And they did it. And the, the, the saucer section separated, but it kept going at the same speed as the drive section. So I don't it know never got, science worked, but it looked cool. They never got too far away from each other, right? While they were in I mean, far least. enough where you, you know, obviously You'd you see saw it, cap, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I wonder. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you still have the, uh, do thrusters the, the cell work section. At, What's that? Know, do thrusters work at warp? I don't know. Like just to push it <laughs> yeah. away enough to... That's what, yeah, I think it was probably just like minor thrusters needed because the nacelle section is still creating the, the warp bubble, right? Right, right. right. But so it's, it's probably but the, within the saucer section is still in the in this warp bubble, though, right? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So it, that's it, a good point. You're here, we're, we're questioning the uh, pretty freaking technical the, guys, the creators. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not really, yeah. he's doing never, real technical, I'm doing Star Trek technical. <laughs> no, no, I, I just never thought about it actually. It was, Fun, well, it's uh, kind of kind of thought. brilliant, really. It explains how the, the the actual metal, the actual material of the ship, doesn't break apart at those speeds. Mm, right. You yeah. Know, putting putting yeah. it in, in a static warp bubble, you know, mm-hmm. allows for that no wear and tear on on the actual ship itself, which is yeah. really a good job. Good point. So there's that. There's the. Um, I'll get back to like why I love it so much. The holo- <laughs> the holodex, honestly. How cool are those? I mean, they, what an invention! The Enterprise has sixteen of them, by the way. I never knew. Like, is that right? <laughs> sixteen? So many really? of them. In my mind, it was always oh like one. God. Right? Like, they never said who's in holodeck fourteen. Like, it's always one. I know, three, right? right? That's right. So apparently, those are the best ones. my references those say are the there's best sixteen. Ones. That's a good one. 
<laughs> 16. Well, I mean, you got yeah, what? Like on. over a thousand, a thousand uh, people aboard the ship, right? That's Indeed. Right. That's it's true. Huge ship. A lot of space. So that that's the other. Like actually, quite a small amount now that I think about right. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a long line, Imagine the, right? the line, like the sign-up list for those. Well, they do have oh the work. <laughs> they have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think I don't know what my reference is here. I don't remember, but um, I read somewhere it was eight times bigger than Kirk's Enterprise. Hmm. Wow, like, that's that's okay. a lot, right? That's, that's a that's a big deal. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's obviously a lot bigger, but yeah, I didn't know it was that much bigger. Yeah. Well, you know, wow. I've I've done some reading, Luke, and don't, don't quote me on this, but I I believe that a galaxy is at least eight times larger than a constellation. So I feel like. <laughs> That makes sense. Oh no? Okay. <laughs> Dear God. Come on. <laughs> He's going to put that in the converter that I have on my I, <laughs> my MacBook. No, it's definitely, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a big ship. It's bigger. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, it, it's just like, again, it was one of those things that I, I love it. I love that, you know, the computer is very soothing, like, you know, there's a there's a voice to the whole thing. Mm. The interiors mm-hmm. of the bridge was sort of at the time modern. I feel they're dated now, but mm-hmm. you know the fact like they're the, bringing the wood look it, exactly. All that wood was carpeting. Cool. Carpeting, it, yeah, yeah. The right. carpeting was interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. It worked at the time. Yeah, think, they yeah. didn't allow big gulps on the bridge. I think. Seven one D. I'm imagining Picard like chiming in, like you know, spill <laughs> bridge, <laughs> left ramp, cherry, cherry big gulp all over, all over like Data's console, <laughs> over ops, right. cherry. It's Troy again, like she's <laughs> just slurping on a big gulp. Imagine <laughs> Troy in <with> big gulps. <laughs> I've told her about this. <laughs> <laughs> right. What enough. else? What else? Is she, we're picking on Troy this this, this pod. What else is she doing? <laughs> not not Troy, our guest, but <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a theme. I got to confuse everyone. Yeah, <laughs> eyes eyes not wise. All right, that's that's great. All right. Um. All right. So my number five is the Jem'Hadar attack ship. Mm. So I like this mm. because this thing is just freaking. We talked about the defiant being like you know just stripped down like. This thing had no chairs, no view screen, no sick bag. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Mm. Just, just, just soldiers in there flying to wherever they got to fight people. Like it's freaking awesome. Um, the 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 purple pinkish color, I kind of like that. It was a uh, something different we hadn't seen before. But the design of the ship itself, it looks like a freaking scarab beetle, man. Like it's so cool. Yeah. It's just yeah. um. You know, just just this 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 um, imposing sort of a villainous looking thing. You know, I really like the way it was designed. Um, I love the fact that it's also the design of it really created a problem for people who took over the ship, right? Mm. Like, how many times did Voyager mm. Enterprise get taken over by a species or an alien <laughs> or anything? I mean, Cisco and Garrick and the whole crew get on there, and they couldn't even you know fly the view screen without getting a headache after like ten minutes, right? Because they got to use that little eyepiece, and they got you know. So not only is it designed, you know, just to be bare bones, you know, attack ship and just you know a troop transport, um, and be great at at, you know at weaponry, but it's it's pretty much designed so no one else could jump in and take over without having a real problem with you know Hmm. uh, losing all those not just creature comforts, but losing you know the, the way that. Everyone flies, you know, Control, with the view screen yeah. and with, you know. Right, yeah. So it's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just love that ship. And, you know, we certainly saw enough of it um, over the course of, uh, you know, DS9's run that uh, 
Mm-hmm. Every time you saw, talk about you know when the Romulans showed up, it was game on. Like when you saw three Jem'Hadar mm-hmm. attack ships coming at you, mm-hmm. it wasn't even the ships themselves, but you knew that there were Jem'Hadar soldiers in there, and you yeah. were like, oh yeah. crap! All right, yeah, so we good get into point. a you know hand to hand battle with those guys. It's going to yeah, be worse right. than the space battle, but it was pretty pretty uh, pretty cool. Very cool, good one. Yeah, and that purple is striking, right? Like it just, I love when they introduce the color. <clears throat> you know, the nest cells, like it just, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious why they do stuff like that but like it mm. it never loses its, its effect on me for sure no me too i mean and, and, and yeah, for people point. like me it's also instantly identifiable mm-hmm. like, oh you know color yeah. bad yeah right, yeah, yeah. right. right. <laughs> that's me anyway <laughs> no but i think for you. for everyone right like that's in these space yeah. scenes like what else do you have to hang on to yeah right. yeah color is very important to, mm-hmm. for yeah a shorthand yeah. like you like you said like you keep saying Awesome. Uh, all right, number five, my number five, uh, the Romulan Warbird. All right. From nice. Next Gen. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, like we covered it pretty much uh, when Troy brought it up. Um, but yeah, just like really like imposing. It looks like a weird, scary city in space. It's like, huh. I don't know why for me, like it doesn't look like a typical starship or even like a typical like a bird of prey or, mm-hmm. or, you know, from, from previous, it's just this, this big bulky thing with a million like windows. Um, so I don't know. It's just very, very cool. And the color, like you said, going back to color again, but just that weird glowing green, just yes, creepy. Totally. Very creepy. Yeah. You're right about the windows too. Like it's like that, that front like hull to it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's the only thing that's really bird like about the whole thing. And like, yeah, yeah. It has like these bands of like, and like, yeah, who's in there? Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> just like crew quarters and stuff. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, I also uh, I did not know this before, but I came across it today that uh, um, they're powered by uh, their warp cores are powered by forced quantum singularity. Really? Um, <laughs> which is not. I mean. Who knows what that is? It sounds uh, so dangerous, though. Are, aren't they like yeah. mini, like mini black holes? Is ever well, singularity about? is what is. It is the black hole, you okay. know, the, the that that creates. It's 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 a infinitesimally small point of of mass. Hmm. So massive, massive amounts of matter in this like zero point uh, kind of space time thing. Um, hmm. That's my that's my technical term, space time thing. Definitely playing with fire, though. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Pretty, like you said, volatile. it sounds so yes, dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. Every ship on. Right. Yeah. Okay, why not? So, maybe they need it for the cloaking. Well, I, other ships have cloaking devices that I don't think use black holes for I don't, I don't think Klingons are power. Black, messing with black holes. Huh? <laughs> I don't th- they would never not know to, what to do with the singularity. But Kill it. They would just fight them the black holes. The fight it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with their battle... Sword. I don't know what it was called. <laughs> the bat, bat left. <laughs> right, right, right. Come on, Troy. God, I, I thought you were up to this. What the hell am I doing on this podcast? God, you were batting a thousand until you said battle ejected. left or whatever you said. For me to like chastise someone for not remembering something. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So let's move on. All five. right. Very good. All right, Opie, you're up. All Sorry, right. Number four. <clears throat> Let's see. Number four is the Klingon Bird of Prey. Mm. Mm. Now, again, another like 
avian type design, right? Like yeah, the warbird, bird of prey. This mm-hmm. one I'm thinking definitely next gen, definitely, you know, the one that has this aggressive stance looks just like yeah. a bird, not a bird painted yeah. on the underside, but, <laughs> but a bird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, like these things are like formidable, right? Like they're just, they are in my mind, just as iconic as an enterprise, like they're Mm. easily recognizable. They easily, if you just flash this up on a screen, I know we're talking Star Trek for sure. It's like nothing else. Yeah, totally. Um, Sure. You know, I love that Kirk captures one. Like it's like, like in, uh, what was that? Uh, search for Spock, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) I just love that stuff. (laughs) And of course, you know, we shouldn't like, uh, we shouldn't undersell the cloaking capabilities. Like that—that mm. that is a game changer. It's something that mm-hmm. you know both these guys and the Romulans have that the Enterprise struggled with. Like they just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you you just don't know what's going to go on until you have you know five of these guys surrounding you, and then it's sort of like right. we're, all of a sudden we're done. Yeah, yeah you got to be a little smarter. Yeah, I like they didn't really overuse it. I don't think, at least not in uh, in next gen. You know, yeah. they, they when they used it, they used it to great effect. I really thought. I'm reminded of the episode with um, you know, where the the Enterprise has two Romulan warbirds, you know, bearing down on it, mm. and then you know Picard earlier in the episode, you know, calls Worf into the office, and then then at the end the reveal. So then the four warbirds, you know, decloak with their you know weapons trained on the Romulans, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And uh, you know, Tomaluk is like, all right, you got me this time, and he bails out. But uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't, they could have used that a lot more. They could have used it like Mission Impossible uses the face tear off, you know. But they, they, they didn't use it <laughs> right, as much. Right? No, you're absolutely. You right. know, what? I want to say though that they, they, they actually used it way too, not too much actually, but they used it a lot, but for not, uh, not for plot specific purposes. Mm. Like usually just. A ship will appear, decloak. It will just decloak in front of the Enterprise, Mm -hmm. and that right. It's just right. It's just their their. It's almost like a shock uh, value, right? Like more than anything else. Like right. When in reality, they could just really destroy a lot of ships by like surprise. Mm. Yeah, right. (laughs) Especially the uh, the prototype in six, right? Can fire while under cloak. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. All right, so uh, you ready for this loophole? This is uh, this is why I'm awesome. So my number four is also (laughs) the USS uh, Galaxy class. Starship, uh, but I'm gonna go with the USS Yamato. Of course um, you are. Of course Yamato. I am. No, I'm not really. Person. It, it was the Enterprise, but <laughs> the sister ship was the Yamato. Remember, like yeah. this was the greatest. Yeah. But then, oh yeah, there's another one. Yes. Talk about saving money on an episode, right? <laughs> so, right. oh, oh it, it's our sister oh, ship. Yeah. They the just Yamato. cross out the name and like. NCC one seven oh one made to look like an eight. Or, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah so yeah so it's the enterprise but it's also the yamato same exact ship right so so that yeah galaxy class awesome saucer separation of course you mentioned that awesome the holotext awesome Mm. state of the art Mm. um i imagine at the time that it had the the most sophisticated computer at the time Mm -hmm. um Mm. you know if it was stars you know star trek's uh sorry um federation's flagship and uh it was you know everything was top of the line so you know i have to imagine that that was the most sophisticated computer at the time Probably, yeah, good point. Um, that's really cool. Um, near and dear to my heart. Th- th- this is, you know, this is the Enterprise that got me sucked into Star Trek. You know, I, I, I you know, really got into Next Gen first. So, so it was the Enterprise D, man. Um, that was really, uh, really sucked me in. But it was, mm-hmm. it was, it, you know, it, it still managed to be pretty, pretty badass. You know, I knew the original design of the Enterprise, the original Enterprise. Um, and they may 
made it a little, here's the word again, sleeker. You know, it, it, instead of having like, you know, just the, this long neck and, you know, this torso and these, you know, it had, the, you know, the, the nice curvy sort of, you yeah. know, connection between the saucer section yeah. and the engineering or the drive section. Just pretty cool. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the Enterprise. Uh, everything on it was state-of-the-art at the time. Um, you know, I, I mean, really, really through Voyager and D-Space, too, then it really kind of introduced... Uh, a non-prototype class of ship that was supposed to be superior to to the galaxy class, really, right? Um, not that I could think of. Hmm. Um, there were some prototypes yeah. that were out there that were kind of, yeah, like, but point. it really yeah. main was the the big boy on the block for like yeah. pretty much the whole yeah. run of what for we know series. of as the twenty fourth yeah. century. And yeah. it's weird, but you feel pride in that, right? Wasn't it interesting? Like when you're watching, you feel the pride like that that ship comes that's with. So and, that's so funny. That's such a good point. It's yeah, true though. You're right? Yeah, it's, it's not. You're, you're right. Like, oh yeah. yeah, you're not messing with this. <laughs> And it's and like, but, it's like, yeah, this is my, this is my ship, right? It's so weird. But with that comes, yeah. with that comes the, the best crew in Starfleet too, right? So, so when, you know, yeah. so when the yeah. Enterprise comes back to Deep Space Nine to, uh, you know, to defend against the Cardassians in like the pilot episode, like it's all, oh, it's the Enterprise, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, I'm right. Oh, you know, God. it's, <laughs> we're, we're going to be okay now. Oh, thank God. It's, it's Picard yeah. and it's, we're yeah. good. Take five, everybody smoke them if you got them. Cause the Enterprise, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's fine, you know. <laughs> That's a wrap. We and, got but, it. But there's that yeah, prep yeah. though, right? There's that pride, right? There's that like, okay, yes. you know, because mm-hmm. it's this is the freaking enterprise. You know what I mean? No matter right. what enterprise. Right. Right. So it's really cool. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's uh that's my number four. Cool. My number four. NCC one seven zero one D. D. Yeah. <laughs> I love Same. it. That this might be the only Same. one that's on all three of our lists. It has to be, right? M- maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, God, we covered we covered pretty much everything. Um, the only thing I'd say is, uh, yeah, it definitely at the time, late eighties, uh, the design was definitely very sleek, very like quote unquote modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the curves and everything, it's a it, it is a little dated today, though. I gotta hmm. say, um, of course, like the original Enterprise from the original series is way more dated. But I don't know if it's that we've come back around to like, oh, it's 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 really old looking and outdated, but it's like retro mm-hmm. and cool in mm-hmm. my mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and 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 so like the Enterprise D, it feels a little dated to me. The uh, it's kind it kind of looks squished a little bit. Hmm. Um, hmm. Like you were mentioning it as like a a, a positive film, but mm. I feel like uh, it's a little it's not angular enough, and I guess that's just. 30 years later, um, our tastes change. But uh, the saucer section feels huge. Mm. Like it almost like unbalanced from from the nacelles. Well, we made a joke um, about that earlier in one of the earlier pods, I think. You know, and, and I always had this question about, you know, that line from Star Trek 2 about how uh, Khan is, you know, he's brilliant, but, you know, inexperienced. You know, he mm-hmm. sees things on yeah. a you know, two-dimensional level. So I always wondered, like, you know... Uh, wouldn't a ship being, you know, just sort of say switched, as you say, um, mm-hmm. be less of a target the way that warfare is generally conducted on Star sure. Trek, right? That's Whereas a board point, yeah. cube, it's like, here, we got all this surface area. We don't care. Fire, yeah. You're going to hit anything if you fire right. it at us. Right. But like yeah, the yeah, Romulan yeah. ship too, right? Like I was thinking, you know, so it's got those big gaping holes where the wings are, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. If, I guess if it wasn't for the for the shields, some of those would go right through and not hurt anything, you know? Like <laughs> right. The fact that they right. have shields is hurting. Another miss. <laughs> I mean, you know, you mentioned the Defiant before, you know, and we may 
see that chip again on the list. But so you mentioned the Defiant. <laughs> it's so thin, right? And it's moving so fast. You know, yeah. it's hard, just less surface area to hit based on how they conduct warfare. But the Enterprise, like you said, their saucer's so big, if they attack from the top, you're screwed. You know, you got just all gonna that say, you mentioned space. The, you mentioned Khan, you know, and the, well, how, that's like, why. Because you just attack from three a dimensions. Right. If you attack from right. a different, different angle, you could you could hit the broad side of a barn easy, you know? Yeah. Totally. Hmm. So I, just, I always wonder um, about the design as far as that goes, but yeah. But I mean, all that said, I, I, it's it's a it's a love of mine. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. so it's cool. Just, and such you know, a it's the best. If you think about yeah, the deflector exactly. dish, the deflector dish wasn't yeah. circular, right? Like there was like it's almost teardropped. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Yeah, it was oval with back. like yeah, yeah, right. You know, to your point, it might be a little dated, but I think not as much so as Voyager. And you know, I'm not mm. trying to knock it, but like I think. That was mm-hmm. supposed to be a more modern ship, I guess, in comparison, right? right? It came out a little yeah. later. Yep. But it it had a couple of design moves that I just didn't think worked. Like their nest cells were a little more um, stunted or like stocky. Like they almost, for me, looked like a piece of luggage that kind of like yeah. tilted <laughs> on like these pivots. And I don't understand yeah, why they yeah. move, but like they're like, okay, we're going to go into warp and I'm going to move my right. nest cells. Right. It, it just, and then- I always liked that. I always mm. thought it was a, um, you know, it reminded me of like an animal getting ready to pounce. You know what I mean? Like when it yeah. kind of came up and, you know, the, the cells, yeah. they move and then it gets you in pouncing mode. I, I always thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it is definitely I, I, meant to be cool, but I doubt what it is did the point? anything. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. No. I was just, not, I was just, there must be an Troy, explanation. I was just going to ask you, so back to your ship, Troy, um, or I should say Luke's. Uh, so what did the deflector dish deflect? Because I know we mentioned this on the last pod. We were talking about, <laughs> you know, finales and how they actually use the deflector dish to fire that yeah. beam at the Borg cube with Locutus yeah. on it. But what what did it deflect? Did it deflect stars out of the way when they were going to warp? Like, I don't think so. It, defle- it, it deflected, like, it, the purpose is supposed to be to deflect, like, even just microscopic particles hmm. okay. when you're traveling at warp speed or even... Not even even just warp speed, any speed uh, mm. in space. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's meant to create. I don't know what the physics or the made up physics of it is supposed to be, but yeah, it deflects just like um, our current spacecraft um, have plating to kind of protect against that stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, because that'll just fly right through like a bullet. Hmm. Um, Interesting. If if you're going that fast. I just love the pretty colors. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. It was pretty. It was. It was. And it looks very cool. It does look super cool. We all had Enterprise. Were we number ready? Three. Are we ready for number three? Number Let's three. We're getting there. You guys mentioned it, but I've I've think very fond more fondly, I guess. Uh the board cube. Mm-hmm. That's high up on my list. Four words. Nice. Wolf, three, five, nine. Mm. <laughs> four words four Honestly, words it is four it's words true it's true <laughs> that thing yes. i mean i i yeah. remember the scene right like i rewatched it so it's fresh in my memory mm-hmm. <laughs> the cube is coming i think past saturn and some ships come and it's like three ships <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Oh, the, the mars the mars defense perimeter that's what that was <laughs> right, 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 right oh my god those it poor three try. pilots <laughs> <laughs> it's like nope (laughs) i mean you guys hit so much of this um we talked about like you know it's decentralized like there's no weak spots right like Mm. it's not like you're going to take out a certain system because it's all integrated it's like um it's like the uh, (laughs) phil i think it might be lost on you luke you might know the pompidou center like the museum in in paris right so all of 
all of its mechanical is on the exterior of the building, right? And it's it's gorgeous because of that. It expresses oh, okay. all of this stuff. I know what you're talking about. The, the Borg do that so much better, right? Because, yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> because, yeah, there's no hull. Like, right, you know, no, why do you need there. any of that stuff? You have right, the slots right. for the people to go in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still have that one sweet spot, right? Like, like in, yes. in first contact. For some reason, Picard, being the cutest, knew that one sweet spot to focus all of the... Uh, that's and right. and they had the quantum torpedoes too. It's the only reason why they were able to you know destroy that one uh, cube and the sphere came out. In in some of my research, I heard that there's a theory that maybe he had known of like a prior weakness from an, another battle. In fact, like mm. it wasn't a system that he was taking out, but he may have known. Like I I don't know if they've really uh, you know crossed all the T's on that, but that was one of the theories that's out there. It would have been interesting if they. You know, had it so, you know, when Picard was a Borg, he still had the wherewithal to sort of, um, you know, suggest subliminally, like, the weakness. You know what I mean? Like, kind mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. sort of make that happen. Like, sort of sort of put that in there, you know, for future uh, future benefit, you know. But that, that that's a stretch, like you said. But no, but I totally agree with what you said. Yeah, so, like you said, no, no weaknesses, right? You you can hit it wherever you want. It's going to be the same amount of damage, right? They'll just Pretty much, out yeah. Power. <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, those those self-repairs are really cool. Like, I think mm. they show that in Picard, right? Like, where – I don't know if it was ever really illustrated as well as that. Like, those – those they're not nanoparticles, but they're they're sort of the same – as long the same lines. They just kind of, like, filter through the whole facade, which yeah, is really yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, The adaptability we talked about. Um, the trans-warp conduit. Like, that's a pretty mm. cool idea, right? Like, these things already so exist, cool. and they're just going to jump into this, you know, stream, right? Mm. And then we were talking about yeah. how do you make yourself – survive in that like so it, it's really the the defenses the they put around their 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 ship to make that happen right. so that's cool um they also use a tractor beam in a really interesting way it, it's hmm. really a form of attack because that tractor beam like kills your shields like all they have to do is like let you struggle under this it's like it's such a superior power like everything yeah. is almost like it's your power move. It's a power move. Like where I'm just going to hold you yeah. because I have the strength yeah. to just hold you until you get tired. Jeez, right, and then yeah. I'm going to cut you with this really specific laser. That's right. That just, <laughs> yeah. It, what a oh, shot God. that was seeing the multiple decks sort like, of get what the heck? Out of yeah. ship. Just a, just a, that's just, so oh, true. Man, that's like bottomizing the enterprise. It was amazing. It's like the, uh, it's like the big uh, boxer holding the little boxer by the head. That's <laughs> right. boxer is just, yeah. Trying to trying to reach him to punch him and and I just <laughs> I remember like it's still like as bad as my memory is it's still so fresh in my mind like seeing this thing like uh, okay then what do you do like you're right, not gonna defeat this right. stupid thing like it's, it's, it's too powerful <laughs> stupid thing <laughs> and it's like uh, along the lines of what we were saying about the cloaking device like the cloaking device could be a game changer and could you know just shift the balance of power. But they they tempered it. They they made it so it was still like a fighting mm. chance. The board, mm-hmm. no way. And, and yeah. you got a good yeah. taste of that, right? Like it was really guile. It's really adapting. You know, adapting. It, mm-hmm. You know, they had that expert on the Enterprise. Um, Shelby was her name. Shelby. Yeah, Shelby. You know yep. the troublemaker. So you start to develop these experts, right? And they have a yeah. And, and we get we persevere, right? So that's the kind of cool thing about it. But the cube is definitely not. Not to be reckoned with, right? It's really too cool. Absolutely. And I want to give you guys a little math 
tutorial, right? Because in one of your previous oh. podcasts, you mentioned like meters, kilometers. It was all throwing you off. <laughs> but you guys <laughs> yeah. just kind of threw it away. Like we don't need to ever learn about that. Like you're too smart for that. <laughs> so apparently these cubes are three kilometers by three kilometers, which is wow. essentially, you know, pretty much almost two miles in each direction. Like, I was going to yeah. say, wow. that's a lot. That's, that's nuts. <laughs> Yeah. It's so big. Is that but it doesn't seem like that big, does it? Yes, it does. Well, think about how big we were talking about how big the Enterprise is. Yeah, when the Enterprise is. kinda like That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. And it's like, think about those tiny windows on the Enterprise D. And then picture how small it is compared to the, the well, cube. That's what it is. So you can get a sense of the Enterprise based on how the bridge looks from the outside, mm. or how I should yeah. say how ten forward looks in the beginning of the credits when someone walks across ten forward. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know <clears throat> excuse me, you know how big that ten forward is. Yes. You know how big the bridge is, because you can you could see the little you know little little thing on top, and you know. But you're right. I mean, I guess really seeing it in perspective next to the in relative to the board cube, it might it might yeah, you know, it's just hard to imagine something you know two miles wide. No, you're absolutely course, right. I think there's no sense of scale with the cube because there is nothing that's kind of putting a man, like you you never really see a man next to it. Mm. You know, it's just like this yeah. vast blank thing. Yeah, I don't know how big those cruisers yeah. like that. That sphere that comes out of it. I don't know how big those are, but you know, still pretty big. <laughs> those are still pretty big, and they just kind of yeah. just come right out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <It's> amazing. <laughs> anyway, so very impressive ship. I, we've talked a lot about it, so we we could certainly move on. Awesome, no, it's, it's good. Glad it's on everybody's list. So yeah, so my yeah. third, my number three, is uh, is Voyager. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, intrepid class. Yeah, you know. <sighs> Voyager, I like the idea that they tried to do different things with it. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that they, you know, they didn't really, it was never really played into the plot, but I like the idea that it had a sustain, sustainable warp speed velocity of 9.975. Yeah. Something Impressive. that, that you know, the Enterprise D never really got up to. You know, when they got to 9.9, they were shaking. You know what I mean? The end, it was ready to break apart. So the fact that you had a ship that could do that and it'd be a smooth ride and they could just sustain that speed. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was the first ship to have that, um, yeah. based on yeah, at least that's the imp- that's the impression that yeah. you get based on, um, you know, um, the uh, Stadi Ensign Stadi telling that to Paris in the beginning of the uh, pilot. So you have that. You have bioneural gel packs, which I think is a really cool mm. concept. Um, you know, the idea that that there's there's sort of a um, biological element to the circuitry yep. in, in Voyager, I, forgot I think, about is really that. cool. Yeah, me too, actually, and I'm, I'm rewatching they, they it now. They barely <laughs> used it. That's the thing. Like they, yeah. um, I think mm. when the, the microcosm episode where the um, the insects were flying around, mm-hmm. I think they sort of fed off the bio-neural gel packs that were, you know, throughout the ship. And sometimes mm. the gel packs got, like, uh, sick, like a, like a human would. Yeah, right. But for the most part, I mean, it really just the concept of it is because they didn't really execute it that well. But the concept of it, I think, is really cool because uh, you feel like it would conduct information faster yeah. for some reason. I don't yeah. know if it sort of had a, a yeah. bioneural um, element to it. It had the first EMH, which is which is groundbreaking. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, the yeah. first emergency medical hologram, which I think is is the smartest thing. Why would every ship not have that? Like, right. it makes total. Why would not? Why would you not have an EMC? And, and an EM captain, like, I mean, it, like, <laughs> right. not a medical, but you know what I mean? Right. Like an emergency right. captain, like yes. just in case, like obviously right. there's a chain of command PCH. and it's not, you know, it's not, um, you know, Kiefer Sutherland well, getting bumped up to president, but. Picard, uh, Picard yeah. touches, the, the, the series uh, Picard touches on that. Um, oh, remind me. Right. Uh, the, uh, the ship, uh, what was it called? Um, I just came across it in my research. I can't remember now. Oh, La Serena. Okay. Um, 
he has uh remember he, remember the captain has like uh emh well ehs uh that are that look just like him yes mm-hmm. yes yes, yes. Oh, now, okay. thank yes. you yep one of is a, a navigational one is tactical yes, you're right okay. one is medical and there's one more i think but uh so yeah, it's right. So basically, Good, I'm yeah, stealing so cool. the idea that I've seen already and saying, "Hey, they should." Well, really I have think that. they stole it from you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They most they definitely did. Like yeah, most of that show didn't even air yet. Right. <laughs> right. If we air this in the past, we'll be all set. <laughs> yeah, I also invented uh, Velcro, but that's another. So, so Voyagers, you know. So, anyway. and yes, and they have the corner cells that move before it goes to war. Yeah. And <laughs> the best part, you know. There's got to be an explanation, in-universe explanation for why that is, and. I hope uh, some of our listeners can tweet at us. Yeah, fill us in. We know it looks cool. We don't know because it looks cool. That's why they did it. But I'm sure there's, like you said, an in-universe reason for sure. So, um, but yeah, man, it's Voyager. You know, it uh, it held together through like uh, you know, the year of hell. It you know, it Mm -hmm. it it, uh, it got Mm -hmm. them home, man. Like you know, and and part of that is because of um, you know, the ship itself is really cool. I love how heartfelt that that sounded, and they 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 got them home. (laughs) That's what Voyager was, (laughs) right? Exactly. Like, you know, Enterprise yeah. was, you know, Next Gen was great. And it's, you know, my favorite of, of the three, maybe. But um, certainly I liked it better than Voyager, but not by much. You know, but Voyager had that emotionality that Next Gen kind of didn't have until mm. like the you know final episode or a few finales here and there. True. Um, you were rooting for Voyager like the whole way. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah. That's it, man. Uh, my number three. Uh, we kind of touched on this, but uh, the specific instance of the Klingon Bird of Prey, the HMS Bounty from... Uh, Star Trek three, yes! Star Trek four. Nice. Um, just because. Well, first of all, just that model mm. of of bird of prey. It was like the quint essential. I think like the best version of the idea of of the just looking like a bird of prey. Yeah, yep. with the wings that kind of moved up a little bit, but they were always kind of a little up. They looked like like. They were like hooks that it was gonna grab you with, you mm. know, like a like a like a raptor. It just looks so great. It and really then of does. course just 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 the fact that that uh you know Kirk and company commandeered it and uh uh you know named it na- gave them their own name their own name to it. <laughs> what, what, what did, did they insult? really did, did they really <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. great. The HMS bounty. Uh they spray painted it. How I insulting think, to, to Klingons. <laughs> right. Right. Um, the the bounty, of course, being the uh, the 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 uh, famous From ship that was Chisrad, uh, right? Or no? No, uh, um, no, it was taken you, over you by uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. Christian. Great movie, <laughs> the bounty. I was quoting the bunny anyway. cartoon, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, that's where they got it from. That is where they got right. it from. The movie. Right. About the real thing that happened. <laughs> oh, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's real. Um. The, uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the ship is, is so awesome that Scotty was able to make it hold whales. Um, <laughs> on that note. That's what was missing from like every ship really in the Star Trek universe, whale space. Really right? I mean, they never had, an aquarium. just yeah. in case they needed to upload, you know, an enormous amount of gallons of water yes. right. with giant right. mammals. I mean, why every ship didn't it. already, you know, have that. It's a whole section their, of the ecosystem of many, days. many planets. There's no way the cargo bay was that big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a small ship actually when they showed it on like on the outside sometimes. No, yeah, yeah, it looked like it was. You know what? That ship that when it was in the ocean, it looked like it was. I think that's it. Mm. Mm. Relative to the, the to the Golden Gate Bridge and uh 
No, no, just right. like when it was like submerged in water and they were like holding on for dear life. Remember, it was sinking. Oh, right. Yeah, just because <laughs> they were getting, to, trying to, to get them. the whales out. Yes. True enough. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, but no, it was big when you saw like the matte painting of it, like in the beginning, like when they're on Vulcan. Mm. Um, but anyway, what I like about the ship, it was through, it was yeah. they kept that design then throughout. Like that was the design. Mm. Yeah, pretty much right. The one right before that, the one in motion picture was those. It had those weird dome. On the head, right? Yeah, it was, the dome it was like a, a disc. spherical head with like, a, right, like a, yeah. a Geordie visor. You right, right, around. Uh, right, right, right. I know you're talking about. Where the about. bridge yep. was. Yep. So then yeah. this one was, the, this one is the one you see in all three next gen and through most of Pretty much. Space I think Nine, so, right? Really. Yeah, I think the so Klingons too, yeah. had some other ships, but I guess there were smaller like scout ships. And scout they ships. They pretty different. Yeah. Not as iconic for but, sure, right? Yeah. Well, how iconic? Exactly. I can tell you how iconic it is. It's the only ship that I can think of on any of the lists we've said so far that I hear music when I see it. Mm. Wow. I hear that. Dun, 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 yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 boom, boom. Oh, man. It's, 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 I, it's, That's and great. It's, mm, so cool. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. So number two. Troy, number two. All right. For number two, I have NCC 1031, the USS Discovery. Mm. Sweet. This thing, so great. Uh, Crossfield class, right? And like I mentioned before, it, it kind of started me on the whole idea of like what's good design. Like this thing kind of checked all mm. the boxes for me. It, it has this, you know, the the saucer section is crazy, right? Like it spins, mm-hmm. it does all these mm-hmm. like gyrations. Not, not to mention like the whole, it, this might be a, it can't be a spoiler, right? Or No, no, no. Okay, good, good. No. The black alert thing. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Come yeah. on yeah. now. And Phil, it, it <laughs> actually, you brought up something really interesting with Voyager that does tie into this where it's really like... um biologically inspired in some ways right like there's mm. something that they're looking at how organisms work and like there's a there's a greater thing there how it's tied to the universe like it really was eye-opening how they're they're yeah. pro- propelling this thing uh so that was cool um and then when i did a little more research on the thing th- this whole world opens up where it, it's it's fascinating it, it it's tie it has ties to the um an unproduced movie right so 1976 they had um star trek planet of the titans so it was this Mm. thing where they were trying to they were probably going to call this thing the enterprise it was designed by um ralph mcquery right the the late ralph mcquery Mm -hmm. am i saying that right mcquery i i forgive me if i'm mispronouncing it i always thought mcquery i don't know that truth yeah of of, you know star wars fame so everything i love about star wars this guy designed basically yeah so yeah totally you have you know ties to that there was, you know, I think there were nods to the original Star Trek Enterprise design, and he tried to reinvent it with something new, right? Like, so you have this kind of, um, I don't know, like it, it has like almost a stealth bomber quality, like with the V-shape hull, <laughs> and then the nacelles. I don't think the nacelles were as elongated in all the previous designs, but like in the the final version, it's it's super it's great how long this ship is. It's one of the longest ships I've ever seen, right? And like they do side by side comparisons <laughs> on a lot of ships, and like this thing is so like when it, it's side by side with the Enterprise, it is just a different vessel altogether, right? So l- let me ask you what. So how does this tie into Discovery? So we're talking about yeah. Talking oh, about I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. Thank movie. you for that. So no, no. They, no. It, they good. basically took that design from the 1976 movie and then modified it for Discovery. 
Okay. You're going to you're going to see the going same yeah. the same yep. geometries. Yeah, I wasn't being very clear cuz I'm okay. so excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> but it I get it. You know, there it was sort of a, you know, what were the great things about the Enterprise and what are the, you know, cool ideas you could make, it, you know, make it a little more modern for 1976 and that they came up with something very similar to what you're seeing in Discovery right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look it up cuz it's 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 fascinating. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, I don't, I don't know much at all about that. Um, it sounds vaguely familiar that there was going to be that movie. That's cool. I know nothing about that. That's so cool. Yeah. It's yeah. It was such a reward like to have that because the ship is really cool. I love what it can do. Of course, yeah. it's, it's sort of like the, um, obvious choice because the, the design is so forward thinking. It's like, mm. It does yeah. so many cool things and I don't want it to yeah. overshadow the things I love about Star Trek, right? So, but it, <laughs> but, it, but in a way it's, it's, it, it, tip, it, it, exemplifies? it exemplifies it. Exactly. It exemplifies cool. what I do love about it because, you know, they, they push the boundaries a little bit further. They're building off the past and I, I could imagine that's what, you know, these nods to even Voyager, Phil. Mm. You know the the very fact that there's something you know organic in the yeah, composition you know, that makes it reminds me of like the um I can't remember the mm. species name but like the Avatar like the uh, the uh, the species in Avatar that's a ship that they would design you know mm-hmm. something that's connected to you know the yeah, earth, right. earth and the root or not Earth but you know whatever Pandora whatever you know <laughs> you know somebody who respects um you know uh, tying into the universe itself and the organic mm-hmm. um you know world around them really interesting and yeah that four drive is really cool. The ship doesn't disappoint. Like how they filmed it, how they used it. Like they yeah. really made yeah. sure that we knew what this thing was doing. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Like for a, for a television show, it, 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 like just yeah. <laughs> it's head and shoulders yeah. above like any competitor in my, my yeah. opinion. I think we, we've 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 talked about this like several times. That just oh. unbelievably amazing. Uh, the budget. Mm. Um, that they have and, and you know combined with with uh, modern um, special effects technology that makes it cheaper and easier to do more um, you know more grandiose things mm-hmm. I guess than in, in in past years but yeah but speaking absolutely. of speaking of you know, as a generation who remembers not having special effects it still floors us it, the production value is so amazing oh yeah yeah so yeah good mm. totally all right so my number two is actually the same name as the ship that was on this list before but a different version. So it's the USS Prometheus, but not the Prometheus mm. that you mentioned before, Luke, I want to say. Yes. That was yours? Yeah. So Correct. This is the Prometheus um, of the uh, 24th century Voyager episode, Message in a Bottle, where the EMHs um, have to defeat the Romulans and they land on this. Doctor gets sent into the um, Alpha Quadrant uh, to deliver a message through the Herogen, you know, network and he ends up ah. on this prototype ship, the USS Prometheus. So this Chip is pretty damn cool. So hmm. I'm I'm going to jump right into the coolest feature: multi-vector assault mode. Okay, talk about Whoa. the um yeah. <laughs> so talk so about good. um Booker's uh, great. Booker ship that can separate and you snap back in. So this thing separates yeah. and then attacks you with the separated parts of the ship. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember this. Wow. So so no, if you're in a battle good. at warp or not, you could just you know boom. All of a sudden the ship breaks apart into three different pieces, each with its own drive, each with its own mm. weapons array, and it can attack from three different. Uh, areas um wow. all autonomous from each other so really cool uh multi-vector yeah. assault mode it had it did, was the first ship to have regenerative uh, regenerative shielding i guess for the federation um mm-hmm. it had the ablative hull armor that defiant has mm-hmm. so it could take a pounder wow. um holographic projectors on every deck duh um <laughs> 
You know, Finally. Went, the Voyager, <laughs> right? You oh know, my God. And, and the Voyager, you know, had, the doctor was stuck in sickbay for, for a while, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, until they finally got the mobile emitter. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, just throw some holodeck. You know, if you, you could have 16 holodecks on, on next gen, on the Enterprise, but you can't have, you know, holographic projectors on each. So the doctor can go into the hallway and cure somebody, right? So, <laughs> so that, that, have that. And 9.99 warp speed velocity. So oh, come on. Take that Voyager. So, yeah, seriously. So, I mean, this ship was pretty freaking amazing. Um, and the fact that, you know, two EMHs who are just bumbling Keystone cops could defeat Romulans with it with no help at all. <laughs> it's pretty user friendly as well. So, yeah, clearly. <laughs> it, it, it looked pretty damn cool. Great too. UX. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it, it, it looked cool. So, uh, you know, that's the USS Prometheus. Yeah, from uh, nice. from one of my favorite episodes, Message in a Bottle. I did not even remember that was the oh, name of the ship. So great. Yeah, nice. Really cool. It, it, although your Prometheus was much more aptly named for what it could do, no doubt about it. Um, <laughs> right. This was just cool sounding, believe me. Yeah, yeah. It is a cool, Prometheus is a cool word. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um. So my number two, one we already mentioned, the USS Defiant. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Talked a lot about actually, um, and that's probably why it's my number two. Um, just so much about it is, is just so cool. First Starfleet ship that was designed for war, as as you mentioned, Troy. Um, our man Cisco was uh, involved in its design. That's great. Um, it's got armor. You never heard about armor on on starships right. before, right? It's just, it's always about shields, mm-hmm. you know? And as soon as the shields go down, like... You're done. Forget it. You're <laughs> done. Paper thin. <laughs> Consoles are exploding everywhere. <laughs> People flying yeah. onto the floor. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much they depended on the shields. So it was a good idea to, to put armor under those shields on, the, on, on this baby. Um, and of course, you know, the, the cloaking device. The, right. That, that was just... Just, just from a story point of view, it was so awesome to to have that cloaking device on loan from the Romulans. They had a, they had a, you know, the Romulans had a person on the ship to make sure like nothing was untoward was being done with it. Um, <laughs> Represented. And they didn't know, make sure they didn't know too much about it. Then they um, left it in for the rest of its existence. And then yeah, and then <laughs> and the Romulans what? said, "Ah, eh, whatever, We're done keep here, it, keep it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just but it we got, we got a million of them. Added to the menace of the Dominion, too, that they would be like, all right, you know what? These guys are, we better give these guys a cloaking device because the Dominion, yeah. we don't know what's going on with them. They're bad. That's what so. was so cool about that. That, comp, yeah. the, uh, that Forced them to make that pact. Point. Yep. And for some reason, the, the bridge is, I mean, I guess it's because it's 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 built for battle, but the bridge is so tiny. Everyone's squeezed into it. Mm. And it's just so cute and, and comfy. <laughs> um, this worship uh, has the cutest bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think Worf said adorable when he first walked on the bridge. <laughs> Definitely Worf. Adorable. <laughs> adorable. Death to the opposition. Produce. I was dying to say that as well. I, I suppressed it. Nice. I don't suppress anything. I think we all know that. No. Nothing. Just falls out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. That's that's uh, my number two. Very awesome. Good. All right, guys. We're here. Number here we one. Oh, I feel nervous. Good. All right. Well, it is the one and the only, the original NCC seventeen oh one USS yep, good Enterprise. For good for you. Yep. I just good for you. Gosh darn it! Good for you, buddy. I just do love it over and over again. And I I thought critically, like how does it really hold up? But it is mm-hmm. so good. Like mm-hmm. I, I 
didn't want to bring it up then, but I kind of disagree. I think it is sort of timeless. It was everything, you know, back in the 60s, what we thought space travel could be, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. a rocket and it wasn't a saucer. It was like taking all these elements and putting them together. But mm-hmm. there was also mm-hmm. a um, purity to how they put these pieces together. Mm-hmm. You know, there were stories about how, um, yeah. so uh, Matt Jeffries, I think, gets credit for designing the ship. And I think he was in a meeting trying to sell the design and because it was so top heavy, the, the darn thing mm-hmm. flipped over <laughs> and, you know, Gene Roddenberry is like, you know what? I kind of like it better like that. <laughs> it's like, huh? <laughs> and uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Imagine, imagine a Star yeah. Trek. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. I didn't know that. I never heard that one. Yeah. 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 Wow. So, so apparently um, he was talked out of it and I'm so glad I just, <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it, it isn't necessarily aero it does suggest speed but it doesn't suggest being aerodynamic it's not like a plane mm. um everything True. else is based you know it really tells the story of all of star trek right and I, I just and i love it for that like the fact that it had these nest cells and we, we talk about that like it's a real thing <laughs> Like we've been talking about nacelles the whole this whole episode <laughs> right like, yeah like, they're like of course technology. right yeah. the deflector yeah. dish of course they're just yeah take it for granted yeah <laughs> right and, and it's because of this and yeah you know i think you guys mentioned it on a previous pod is that um you know it was certainly a, a main character in the motion picture right like that whole thing we were mm-hmm. making fun of like that's mm-hmm. because they have to give homage to this thing that was so yeah crucial so true and it right. gives validity to the series to like you know just what they're doing it's a ship that it wasn't really necessarily built for travel it was built for living you know it was exploration mm. so like these mm. you know it is not just hop in a car and you're going to go to a to z it's not like one of our like you know our voyagers right where it's just kind of like unmanned and it's it's doing its right. thing it, it had all this other stuff it needed to do and it kind of it showed that like having the fact that there's you know there's decks there's the bridge. There's certain areas. Like it established all that criteria that we now take for yeah. granted, right? That's so true. That's a really good point. Um, Decks on a starship. Yeah. Mm. On a spaceship. Right. Yeah. Which is something I only know like from like cruise ships. <laughs> right. Right. It's right. Just like, right. Like, yeah. I would, I would know. Um, so very important to me. I think it, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, it's, the the model for it i don't know if you guys might know this there's a there were two models like there was a 3 foot model that they used throughout the series they didn't intend to but i think they used it more than they intended and then there was a, an 11 foot mm-hmm. model that 11 foot mm-hmm. model was donated to the smith smithsonian right um, right to be you know re restored i guess and hmm. i think that has some mixed reviews but i just I love that they were doing that because the thing was just made out of wood and like you know, some plexiglass yeah. underneath these yeah, hot yeah. lights. Like it would actually distort, you know, in the actual <laughs> filming of it. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal to have something like that to create something that's just so iconic. Um, and, and for me, believable. I could, I could see spaceships looking like this. I might, I sound mad, yeah. but I, I really <laughs> think I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow. And it, I mean, who knows how much of that is just because it's embedded in our, you know, our universal. That's right. As a species mm. kind of at this point, consciousness, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, it is truly so Everyone icon. knows it. Everyone. Yep. Yeah. So there, there awesome. it is. 
All right, so my number one is uh, it's actually the USS Defiant. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, Defiant class, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> Not very creative there, you know. Um, <laughs> they couldn't another use prototype badass class. I guess that wasn't yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. FU class. Yeah, I, be- I believe um, it's the badass no, class. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah, I, apparently I like prototypes because that's like this is the third, at least the third mm. one on my list. Um, mm. So yeah, so I mentioned you mentioned the, so it's got the ablative hull armor. Um, mm-hmm. So that that you're right. That that's a cool thing. Like that makes total sense. Like it's a secondary defense. Why not? Why not have you know right. when the shields fail because they always will. Like why not you know why not have something <laughs> to stop them you know. Um, yep. And of course the first cloak we talked about that really you know amazing the idea of just seeing a cloak on a. Uh, Federation ship is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing a Federation ship decloak, I should say. Awesome to see. Um, mm-hmm. On loan from the Romulans. Now, I also mentioned that it's a small target, right? If you're not shooting from above or below, it's really hard to hit it dead on because it's really thin. It, I think it was originally pancake class, but then they decided to go with something else. Um, so it's a small target, but it's deceptively powerful. I love when Cisco says, um, you know, it almost tore itself apart in like the weapons test. Mm. Like it's over. It's mm, overpowered. That's, really that's cool. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that says it all. Yeah. It was just, it was over underman and overgunned or something like that, you know, really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's similar to the Jem'Hadar attack ship in that it, it's, like I mentioned, it's stripped down. You know, uh, Bashir says, you know, what's laughingly called the sick bay. So I guess they have a sick bay, mm. but it's really <laughs> just like a patch them and get them back to work. Um, it can't be that big because Bashir's war. always on the bridge. Right. Always. It's just the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the outline of like a person like just a crime scene outline <laughs> that's it a first aid kit on the wall yeah, puts the key, per, per person there that's sick bay. um yeah so right so you mentioned right so it's got the bunk quarters right which is really cool like this is just it's a fucking yeah, warship right you know what i mean they just sleep in bunks you know um and you mentioned this before too i believe troy you mentioned this when you brought up the defiant um it, it was or both used it it was made to fight the borg like i mean it was just mm-hmm. designed with one purpose in mind and yeah. i can't remember another ship in star trek like heavily other than um i guess maybe the phoenix you know just being designed for one thing you know mm-hmm. just uh just fight the borg so cool it looks amazing when the first time it blew away that jam hadar ship in um the search part one i want to say Mm. so it blew with no shields no we're down to 47 percent. no just blew it away just blew yeah. it up with awesome. just, just the fire awesome. so yep. cool that was that was so awesome yeah you know totally. it's funny and the ship's so awesome that it's the only ship other than the enterprise right to get like like renamed right so hmm. so when the defiant i don't know if you remember this uh, or not right. but when the defiance was right. destroyed in that final 10 episode arc of Deep Space Nine. Spoiler. Even spoiler alert. So um, same Defiant, <laughs> another Defiant Space, class ship. <laughs> another Defiant class ship was brought in and they right. were like, you know what? Uh-uh. We're naming this the Defiant. So it was yeah. Defiant 2.0. Really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. That, that is awesome. Because like, that's what, that's the legacy of the Enterprise. There's always going to be an Enterprise. Right. right. And it's you don't really see like, that with any other ship. No, you don't, right? So this is almost like a passing I mean, of that maybe, torch. but- yeah. The Defiant cool. accomplished so much during the Dominion War. It kind of got its, you know, kind of made its way yeah, as a warship yeah. in like the biggest war of all time, right? Mm, so that's, you right. know, it's, uh, you know, it earned its, its, its right to have, you know, have its name live on. Pretty cool. Very cool. My number one. Take us home, Luke. My number one. NC1701TOS ship. You guys are pure. Star, I love it. I love Starship. it. Starship. Love it. You guys are awesome. Troy, we really synced up on, on this list. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you did a great job of uh, just talking it up. You really covered 
like pretty much everything. I don't. My only note on this one <laughs> is all caps iconic. <laughs> and I figured exactly. I I just wing it from there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I yeah I just love how like primitive it is in a way. Um, like the warp nacelles just like look like they're like on sticks. <laughs> you know, like yes. uh, like uh, what, what were those toys? Those the those like, fiddle sticks, right? Fiddle sticks. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. I always think of those things um, when I see when I see the original Enterprise. Um, you know, it's got the deflector, like we talked about. Uh, just looks cool. It, obviously, they put it there because it looks cool, and then they came up That's with you know what the exactly hell it is right. Yeah, later. yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, I mean, I really don't have much more to say about it. It's just, it, it seems like obviously, like. Of course, it's number one on this list of starships, but I mean, it didn't have to be. And for Phil, obviously, it wasn't. It wasn't even on your yeah, list. Yeah, wow, was Phil. it? It wasn't on my list. Who are you? Wow. Here's why. Um, <laughs> there, it's some parts are so thin it just broke off at one attack. Like you know, like how can you have those little <laughs> tiny sections? Because it's like trying, it's like trying to walk like a three hundred pound this man. This is your on, like, theory. Like, like you like, can't like hit it. It's too thin to hit. Star Trek right. Beyond. Like you just go for that. Of course you go for that because it blew the nacelle right off. That's it. Immediately oh, we're done. down. Man down. <laughs> no, come on. Like just even I know how iconic, around. How iconic yeah. uh, you know no, but the you original Enterprise it, was. You, but you know what? No, I, I, I didn't put it on my list. Yeah. But you make you make a good point. Like. This is like the cool or or the top ten ship designs, mm-hmm. and if we're talking about like practical design or, um, I mean even aesthetic design, yeah, it's 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 so unique, like it's kind of clunky. I don't think anyone else would have come up with, you know, you, you wouldn't if you had like a thousand monkeys at a, you know, uh, a Planitia, uh, Utopia Planitia uh, shipyards. <laughs> You know, on infinite, uh, infinite number of monkeys or whatever it is, I want to never going to come up with anything, anything close to to, the, to this original de- enterprise design. But you can't actually. Man, I really bungled that. One. <laughs> I thought I heard a, a bully and a Romulan and a Vulcan walk into a bar. I thought I heard a joke coming there with the, uh, but a thousand monkeys in the Utopia Police shipyards. <laughs> Or a parable, or I thought something was coming. I wasn't ready. But you have to, you have to admit, like everything the Federation puts out is derivative of this design, right? Like mm. you, you might love Voyager, right. but Voyager is this, you know, of course yeah. the other enterprise yeah. D is of course this, but you know, more modern. That was the, yeah. that was the On point. Steroids. Right. 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 But like you're, like you said, everything is everything. Right. Like, it's a saucer section. It's a hall. That doesn't even look, doesn't have even the cells or like, you know, the same kind of nacelles that are like so prominent. It's still like that saucer. It is a saucer. Right. You can take those pieces and say, okay, how did they manipulate those three main pieces of the Enterprise, the original mm-hmm. Enterprise, and make it something different? Yeah. Which I think is yeah. amazing. That That's phenomenal. It's nuts when you really think about <laughs> it. Pretty. One might say iconic. It could be iconic, maybe. I think so. <laughs> Let me tell you, my uh, only single note on this one, <laughs> the word iconic. In caps. And I hate to tell you, but uh, if you saw my notes, the the very first word is the same. I'm not even, you you can't see it, but it it is the truth. (laughs) We'll be sure to put that part of his notes up on Instagram, everybody. Um, So you can see the word iconic. I will. I will underline it. Underline it so everybody can see. Get a highlighter for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know, of course, of course, you guys, you know, of course, you guys are gonna have that 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 that's your shit, baby. You know. Oh yeah. I I I can't wait to finish watching the original series, and uh, I don't mm. think it'll ever be on this list, but I'm sure it'll make some other lists. 
But I get, mm. I get, I get why it's your number one for sure. I like that a little Ooh. teaser. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Well, guys, I have to thank you both. I mean, to entertain me and this is so much fun. I, yeah, unbelievable. This is great. Listen, this is a great idea for a top ten, Troy. Thanks for suggesting it. And uh, listen, thanks for coming on the pod, man. And I, I, I know we're going to ask you to come back again. I would love to uh, and a, do some more. That'd be great. A true pleasure. I hope you're still nervous, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> gotta have the don't butterflies never, don't never stop losing don't ever stop the nervous that's too bad <laughs> <laughs> it's not pleasant <laughs> keeps you on your toes mm-hmm. so that's our pod everybody listen uh you know as always uh hit us up on uh on twitter let us know how we're doing what your top 10 is uh if you think we should shut up and if you think i should be not doing this anymore because ncc 1701 wasn't on my list at all hit us up at at stwarp10 and yeah, let us know all that. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, say goodbye, fellas. So long. Bye, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>